Oh, gotcha. We're recording now for the podcast, by the way. Oh, amazing. Well, good uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Hashtag Uncensored, the podcast. I was almost going to let out a hard curse. I don't know why. I'm yeah, this is, if this is the it's time to do curse. it. It's our well, no, fucking no, no, birthday. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, happy well, birthday, Solitaire. Happy no, no, right. to the show. I meant to the show. Happy birthday yeah. to Solitaire, too, but to the yeah, show, shit. I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Hashtag. Yes, yes. It's our fourth fourth year. <laughs> Been through a lot, some highs, some lows, some changes, some alterations. Lows. What are the lows? <laughs> what lows have we had? The, the four Trump years that we just uh, oh, endured oh, oh, and had okay. to talk about incessantly. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, the show. No, we don't have no no lows. It's been just good. lessons. We've been good. The four years have been pretty good. Yeah, no lows, just lessons. But yeah, welcome to the program. It is Thursday, uh, November the twelfth. Yours truly, Solitaire, of course, DJ Reddy Fox. Hello. No better, Nina. Hi. Welcome. Uh, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Have you guys noticed? No. No? I'm yes. just confused now. Yeah. Have you guys heard about the latest like modeling numbers? They're, they're saying it can uh, we can go up to 6,500 cases yeah, a day. Yeah, I saw that. You know, what I, you know what I realized is this whole time, like, we've been fearing to live but i noticed people were saying it before but we never i like we never really i never really pay attention to it but it's like this is like it really is the new normal like we have to learn how to live with this yeah why i continue to live my life i'm following <laughs> following the bylaws but like yeah you gotta point that out you know i i think there's definitely covid fatigue there's lockdown fatigue um, there's uncertainty fatigue. I think that's really the biggest thing for me is the uncertainty is not mm-hmm. knowing what is going to, um, what's coming next and how long it's going to take for things to quote unquote, get back to normal. But more and more you keep pe- hearing people say, listen, it's not going to get back to normal. And what is a return to normal? Uh, there was a lot of problems with the way the system was, uh, was, um, was operating prior to this. So how could we use this time of reflection with all this uncertainty to create a new normal that is more sustainable, more, you know, empathetic to our neighbors? You know, it's a, it's a really transitional time. So it's interesting, but it's frustrating. And that's why people are like, fuck it. I'm going out. I'm going outside. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to be people. I'm gonna have a party. 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 <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna have a party. How um how he put Toronto in the in the red zone now? Like like that to me is almost just as bad. Like think about for example, like because with the red zone, you guys are only allowed ten people inside a restaurant, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some restaurants are not even gonna bother opening because it might be more of a deficit for them. Why are you still laughing? Because right? I, I can just see somebody just giving up. <laughs> <laughs> saying they're gonna have a party they did I, in london ontario a halloween party a huge one well that was halloween but i'm just saying now like just on a regular day i'm just well, like, you just see it I, happening like people are gonna stop and it's gonna but the, be, the thing is what was that not, movie um what was that movie that that where the party went insane and there was like explosions was it project, and, it was this a project x no, project no, no, Project X. X. Oh, yeah, Project X. Yeah. Yo, in high school, we tried to recreate that so many times. Oh, my God. 
Oh my now, god! That now was... the, the the key the key word there being try. I'm assuming you weren't. It wasn't successful. Again. I mean, in Montreal, I don't want to recreate that party because that party destroyed half the neighborhood. Like... Yeah, we destroyed the hotel in Montreal for March break when we went there. We broke four elevators, and it was it was four elevators. Fun. Yeah, it was so. Much, oh my god, it was so much fun. Oh, that's that hilarious. Legendary. Oh man. Anyways, uh, we should oh, start. Hold on. Okay. We should start radio time. Just trying to get right. myself set up here, Solitaire. But whenever you're ready to start, be my guest. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Hashtag right here on Vibe 105. It is Saturday, November the 14th. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what just transpired? We have witnessed four years here on hashtag on vibe 105 we're yeah. celebrating our four-year anniversary our fourth birthday it's our fourth some... birthday yay clap 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 randy i need some explosions i need some hat and cheers i need children clapping i need all of that sound <laughs> effects in the background welcome to the program yours truly solitaire dj reddy fox and no better nina happy anniversary guys happy anniversary hey happy we made it we almost we made, made it. it sort of kind our show of. is a scorpio i like it it's only right it's dominated by scorpios so oh and happy right belated birthday to solitaire who just celebrated his birthday this week too so you were you go. gonna say his age no no i wasn't gonna say his age i figure you would oh. eventually nina listen i, I i'm 45 I his age i'm 45 there you go uh, 45 no relation to 45 you feel me that's my that's my uh <laughs> you know what i mean you've been we're waiting to, to brand that haven't you i, I sure have I, I sure have especially since trump lost i'm like oh I mean, I'm I'm still uptight because it's still uh, it's has still he a lost? lot of a... has he? <laughs> I know there's still a lot to happen. But anyway, we're gonna how talk are y'all about doing? That. We're gonna talk about that later. How are y'all doing? How, how's your week been? Has it been busy? Have you been having some opportunities to relax and reflect and take it's care of yourselves? Been uneventful. Um, really, our gym's open back, so I went back this week. How? Yeah. <laughs> how is your gym open back still? What do you mean? York Region, Peel, and... What color uh, zone are you guys Peel. in? York Region, Ottawa, and Halton opened back up under the yellow color or orange color last week. Oh. Yeah. So, so how's it working? Like, you got to book appointments and... So it's still the exact same for us. For you guys, I think, is the biggest restriction because Toronto's now in the red zone, meaning only 10 people allowed in a gym at a time. Oh, no. Yeah. So, like, that's going to be – I feel like that will be way harder to get slots. But mine is the exact same as what it was three weeks ago. I don't mm. understand what the purpose of that shutdown was because it was not a month. It was three weeks, and the numbers still skyrocketed. Do you guys, so, do you guys feel like people are on the edge again? Uh, on the edge of yes. frustration or fear? Just everything. Like, they're just so over the everything. Yeah. Pandemic, lockdown, the whole nine. I don't know. We were – we were joking around in the podcast before we started to get onto the radio about how people may just give up and just start not following the rules, basically. Mm-hmm. But, we um, don't endorse that. Going, we don't endorse outside. it. No, we don't. We don't endorse it per se. But I'm just saying, people seem to be almost at their wits' end about it. Seems like it feels mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Are Are you not? No. <laughs> are you not at your wits' end? I don't know. I actually, I'm at my wits' end. I actually have a friend. <laughs> she's been posting in her instagram but only on her close friend's story she literally just went to the dominican like i'm like are you kidding me bro i wanted to go for my birthday next week and i see you there right now like this is a joke Mm -hmm. why do i think i know who you're talking about or 
I know somebody else who also went on a vacation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you, you know, you know somebody else. I know who you know. I, it's a different yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write all these guys out. All of you guys are responsible for this huge spike in coronavirus cases. It's terrible. Quarantine yourselves. It's yeah. terrible. All right, listen, uh, before we get into the main, uh, the meat and potatoes of today's episode, I'm going to throw over to No Better Nina for our poll question of the week. What's going on? Okay, so the week before last week, um, we were asking when you think the next federal election in Canada should be. Um, the options were next year, 2022, 2023, or I don't vote, so I don't care. Um, the results of that poll, <laughs> 0% of people said they wanted the federal election in Canada to be next year. Good. 3% said they want it in 2023. 0%, 0% said they don't vote, so they don't care. Okay, good. Yeah, that, hmm. Sorry, I had to oh, make that make sense for a second. That's good. Um, Gives me faith in people. <laughs> and 66% of people said that, uh, sorry, my app crashed, uh, that uh, they want the federal election to be in 2022. That's a so, reasonable time, yes. Yes. So now this week, we're asking, with Joe Biden becoming the USA's president-elect alongside Kamala Harris as his vice president, do you feel like this will help get America back on track with COVID control slash racism slash regular human decency? Your <laughs> options are yes, for sure. No, Biden's a closeted racist Whoa. or Trump was doing fine. So head over to at hashtag five one oh five on Twitter and Instagram to make your vote count. Uh. Well that's uh the <laughs> <laughs> good one, right? Controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those are spicy yeah. options that you picked there, Nina. Very yeah, we'll 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 obviously discuss that during the politics as usual segment, but uh I I am apprehensively relieved that Biden won. Uh, but this whole process has been an education. And of course, we'll touch a little bit on that when we get into that segment. But um, please, obviously, just like Nina outlined for you, make sure you head over to our Twitter page at hashtag Vibe105. Engage with us, vote in the poll, send up some links, show us that we're wrong. I promise you it's impossible, but you could try because all we're doing is sharing information that we come across. Oh, but we're wrong we all the time. Never. No, maybe okay. you're wrong. I'm never wrong. Okay, you're never wrong, eh? All right. Never, never. That should be okay. your new rap name, Never Wrong. <laughs> That's pretty good. See, never give away gems like that on the air, Ready Fox. You okay. gotta save that. Thank you. Talk, you know what I'm saying? Now it's gone. Somebody's gonna call himself that, and you're not gonna get any credit. Have you not learned from Wait, Is that a good rap name, Never Wrong? Yeah, sure. Never Wrong. Honestly, this- anything's a rap name at this point. Seems like That's it, right? Yeah. Okay, well, if Boiling anybody ever <laughs> well, no. <laughs> okay. you should have just quit when you're while you're ahead All okay right. but um make sure of course ladies and gentlemen obviously the point being follow us on twitter and instagram at hashtag vibe 105 is our tag we definitely encourage you to engage with us you know that's that's really the bottom line before we get into this week's have you heard i'm gonna start off by saying r.i.p to a legend we lost a dj icon legendary uh dj Spinbad passed away earlier this week kind of you know 2020 as everybody's been saying is just been a wild ride in terms of just everything that's happened i mean it's got to be its own pretty much like series of of textbooks based on this year alone um dj Spinbad, real name chris sullivan died at the young age 
of 46 years old. He, um, most people, millennial wise, might know him from DJing, uh, from DJing for Russell Peters, community to Russell, Russell Peters from Toronto, along with uh, DJ starting from scratch. Uh, like I said, legendary DJ, huge loss out of the blue. Rest in peace, uh, DJ Spinbag. Rest in peace, to man. The family. Yeah. Yeah, man. Condolences to the family. Yep. Oh, and man. also, rest in peace to Alex Trebek. Oh, Alex yes. Trebek, yeah, yes. Oh, right. my gosh. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I, I didn't even realize that. I mean, when he came, he was hosting the show. I didn't realize he came back and was hosting yeah. while he was still going through. Yeah, I thought I thought he beat it and he came back, but... That just shows how, how resilient, how amazing, like how tough is that? How much? Oh, he was like, dedicated to the taste. show. He was dedicated to what he did. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that is you know, another huge loss. R.I.P. to Alex Shebek, man. I grew Two up with that guy. Two huge blows. Yeah, but um, okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, have you have you have you heard? It's time for have you heard right here on Vibe One Hundred Five. Wow. All right. Okay. That wasn't me, ladies and gentlemen. That was actually the voiceover. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, I want to hit. I want to send a a huge, huge, huge shout out to the Nia Center. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the Nia Center um, has been an anchor for the Black Arts community. Uh, they the their headquarters is stationed in the Oakwood and Vaughn area. So I'm trying to remember exactly what I can see it in my head. <laughs> I'm trying to remember the exact Oakwood and Vaughn, but um, they're a community center. They are an art center. And recently they have been able to receive millions more dollars in funding for an expansion and, reserva- and renovation of their existing building. Um, they're going yeah. to basically be becoming, yeah, absolutely. Right pop, pop, pop. They're, they're going to be the first professional black cultural arts center in Canada. They're going to showcase art, from all over the African diaspora. Um, Just a quote from the executive director, Alicia Hall, having Black Arts Center, having a Black Arts Center is about being able to have this place where all of us from our respective places in the diaspora and identities we bring with that can have this space where we can connect, have a sense of belonging and share that unique experience for cultural exchange through the arts. Have you guys heard this news? Nope. Nope, this is great news. This is awesome. Have you heard about the Nia Center? No. Yeah, I heard about the Nia Center, but I didn't hear about this news. I not. I just live in a shell. <laughs> well, I mean, I work in the community sector, so I, I'm. Yeah, I get a lot of updates about things that are happening in the community, and this is huge because this space is is a pretty prominent space. The great part about this expansion, really, is, you know, obviously. For those of you who've been hearing what's going on on the Eglinton line, Eglinton and Oakwood, some people refer to it as Little Jamaica, Little West Indies, yep. a lot of restaurants, a lot of black businesses uh, were renting there, were devastated by the, not really the shutdown, but by the construction that was taking place along Eglinton for the LRT line. Um, this Nia Center is within that neighborhood so to be able to have a black arts cultural center still remain in that neighborhood because there's a lot of uncertainty going on with the businesses. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Um, they still have a little bit ways to go in terms of fundraising to finalize the actual, you know, launch of the center, but they've received enough funding to get started with the renovation. So congratulations to Alicia yeah. Hall doing great work. Congratulations to the Naya center for the arts. Yeah, nice. That's great. That's good news. We could all okay. use some good news. 
we could all use some good news, especially for the black arts community here in Toronto, especially with venues being lost left and right. Um, another heavy hurt. I, I was actually trying to remember to put it in the, <laughs> the heavy hurts, but I've, it's been so hectic this week. But yes, Mod Club recently yeah. closed. Legendary. Oh my gosh. I've performed in so many legendary shows there and I've gone to see so many legendary yeah. shows there, events there. So, you know, this COVID, man, this this shutdown has really taken its toll on the I don't think community. they cited COVID as the reason for why they were shutting down. It might have been for other reasons, maybe. But um, I'm sure it just gave them the push that they needed, if anything. But I, I just don't remember them citing it as because of the pandemic. I mean, I it, one could only assume because... They haven't been able to host events at right. the capacity yeah, that they though. that they have. You know, yeah. like there's so many other venues. Shouts out to my boy, you know, Tim, um, Tim Wilson, who was one of the owners of Orbit Room. They shut down earlier this year as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 troubling, man. It's a troubling thing that's happening in the in the live music scene. Um, but we carry on. In other news, have you heard that uh plastics, ladies and gentlemen? Recycling. We've been doing it for over 30 years. The Blue Box program was first introduced um, here in on in Ontario in Ontario in Ontario <laughs> about it was about um, 30 years ago. I want to think back to like the first time we had the blue boxes, but yeah. basically there was an award uh, award-winning investigative correspondent for NPR news. Her name is Laura Sullivan. She's a three-time Peabody award-winning investigative correspondent. Like I said, she recently released. Um, uh, an article that basically says that uh, plastics just can't be recycled. What? <laughs> she what? said, listen, okay, direct quote. She said, they have known since the 1970s how difficult and almost impossible it is to recycle the vast majority of plastic. Now, this is not the first time I've heard about this. Have you, now, first of all, have you been made aware of how actually difficult it is to recycle plastic not um, really no but i just know that we ship our garbage to other countries yeah kind of that happens a bit yeah that happens more more than you know <laughs> as a matter of fact um the uh the president of the philippines rodrigo duarte said that he's going to declare war on canada if it doesn't take back <laughs> you seriously he will it's just, Oh, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm laughing, but it's not, it's funny. not funny. And I don't mean any disrespect. No, no disrespect, just, President Duarte. You know what? It's, I'm character. laughing more at us as Canadians than I am at the threat, just because anybody to just threaten Canada for any reason just sounds crazy to me. <laughs> for, and it's, of for course, we're all garbage. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like we're so harmless on the world stage, but I don't know. Oh, man. So, I mean, obviously... We're trying to curb our carbon footprint. We're trying to reduce our, you know, our our waste to, that's going to landfills. This is upsetting, it's, though. It, it is, and it's very frustrating. Um, but basically, she outlined that a large portion of what people think is being recycled is actually, like you said, being sent overseas to countries like the Philippines or Malaysia, where it ends up in illegal junkyards. So we think in our minds, we're trying to do a good thing by separating all of our recycling. I know my mom is devoted to making sure that nothing that ends up in the garbage can be recycled. So she'll literally go through and pick out stuff. And that's my dad. Good. Everybody well, has one of those people in their household. No. I would hope. I would, it seems like it to me. Why, why are okay. we doing this? If only 10% ever gets recycled. Hey, well, listen, every year Canadians throw away 3 million tons of plastic waste and only 9% <laughs> 
of which is recycled, meaning the rest ends up in landfills. So, you know, as they say, do your best to try to reduce your waste, man. I, you know, I've definitely, you know, resorted to carrying a water bottle, um, making sure that I'm not buying like plastic water bottles, particularly plastic water bottles. I mean, it's, it's, it's really difficult, even though some people actually say that this, her assessment over, you know, the, the difficulties or the lack of actual recycling of plastics has seemed, you know, has been projected to be a little overblown. Christina Sidel, she's the executive director of the Recycling Council of Alberta. She did say that the, you know, it is complex, but it can be done. It, it is a possible thing for people to, to recycle plastics effectively. I know Alberta's trying to, you know, redirect <clears throat> some of their recycling, I mean, some of their lost revenue from their oil and gas industry uh-huh. into becoming a, a recycler of plastics. So, you know, getting this uh, information, receiving this piece of information about, you know, plastics being problematic. Oh, is Just keep recycling. Don't let the, please people don't let this stop you from recycling though. Just keep doing it all the same. Even if it's the little bit that it does, I'm sure it helps a little. So please people just keep recycling, even though this doesn't sound great. Well, I think the key is not, recycling reduce your consumption yes yeah or that's, tr- yeah, or that's try to, yeah. you know re- yeah reduce yeah. the amount of things Absolutely. that you're consuming try to like recycle in the sense of not thinking about blue box but recycling in terms of like buying stuff that you can actually reuse reuse right, yeah. is a better you know what i mean so so just you know our environment is going to be around much much longer after we're gone so earth is like hey recycle don't recycle y'all figure this out or i will get rid of you and find somebody who can basically basically all right and uh do we have enough time to even talk about a vaccine for covid-19 we got a couple of minutes but we should touch on it cuz that right, sets okay. us up for what we're going to talk about coming back okay perfect so um i and i love this i think it's kind of you know it's 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 rumored, but I believe that Pfizer waited to announce the success of the, of the, <laughs> the trials t- of this it vaccine. Was the, time, the timing was so interesting, right? It was very interesting. They waited until after the election results were announced <laughs> to announce that they had found a potential vaccine for COVID-19. Um, the, uh, the experts at Pfizer have outline their progress in developing a COVID-19 vaccine. But uh, obviously one of the biggest factors, one of the biggest obstacles in rolling this out is guess what? Humans Mm -hmm. like us saying, Hey, I'm not taking the vaccine, anti-vaxxers, you know, disenchantment, distrust, disillusionment with the government. So it's like, even though the announcement that this uh, vaccine that they, it was a very small human trial, I think they only ended up um, trying it with um, 90 patients, but they said, oh no, I think it was either 74 or 94 patients, but the success rate. I need way more than that. Yeah. Like what? (laughs) I need way more than that. Well, you have to read the article. We'll tweet it out for those of you who haven't had a chance to kind of, you may have just heard the headline, but the way that they describe it, it's a small trial and they said it's initial results and you know, it's based on whatever they call like a double blind study. So some people got a placebo and some people actually got the vaccine and the results was it was a, you know, 90% effective, but they don't know how long it lasts. They took <laughs> Freddie Fox's, but yeah, they anyway. probably really only gave it to like 10 people at this rate. <laughs> but the thing about it is on top of it being problematic that, um, you know, people may be hesitant to take it. 
it's rolling it out. It's whether or not, even if everybody did want to take it, how are they going to get out all these vaccines? Because apparently it has to be taken in two doses, not one. So it's like the double, the, the, the production of it. Ah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's a mess. 2020 <laughs> can't end soon enough. You think, and, um, can, can I just say something real quick? Um, yeah. Why do we think that this is all going to stop? on january 1st because we because it all started on january 1st so we wanted to stop on january 1st i just love how everyone keeps saying like 2020 i can't wait for it to be over like 2021 is just like a a switch is just gonna flip and everything's just gonna go back to normal and because the new year is known as like a clean slate so maybe we'll get the world will get a clean slate. okay sorry to be the voice of reason on this but yes (laughs) can't wait for 2020 to be over just like everyone else yeah listen as i said uh, I didn't come up with this catchphrase, but I'm stealing it and I'm using it like it's mine. Stay positive, test negative. That's a great slogan. Hope for the best. That's it for Happy Hurts for today, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, we have to pay some bills. For those of you who are tuned in to us right here on Vibe 105, please stay with us. For those of you who are with us on the podcast, stay with us. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> God. Right here on Hashtag. I think I think he did it the opposite way around. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> and I caught it midway and I was like, how do I save this? <laughs> did but. you guys I saw this trailer for this movie that's coming out, I think next year, and it's basically it's <laughs> it's supposed to be set in 2023. The whole <laughs> world is on army lockdowns. COVID has mutated into COVID-23. Oh and God. there's like a way <laughs> it's actually scary. <laughs> show you like as soon as your test like or as soon as you like use an app you know the apps that track if you have covid or not as soon as you log into the app it it, they they call you and they're like do not leave your house we are coming to take you and quarantine you it's like crazy and i'm like holy crap i really hope we never get here yeah well guess everything's funny to me today (laughs) Uh, that wouldn't be by the that wouldn't be because you smoke by any chance would it Oh, but I, that's what difference does that make in terms of today versus yesterday or tomorrow? That's not that's a constant. I'm just <laughs> saying today, things things are funnier to me. So I don't oh, know why. Touche, touche. This oh, guy's God. like, oh, because you smoked. Tell me a day I haven't smoked. <laughs> tomorrow, because it isn't here yet. Oh. Nina, there you go. You're the real MVP. I know. But MVP. yeah, listen. So this, I was, you know, obviously. I don't know what's what's up with me, but lately I've just been like a podcast fiend. I've just been devouring now not a, not a, like a wide variety of different podcasts, but a lot of my favorite podcasts. Oh, like share with Times. people. People are listening to this, um, so maybe they want to check out these podcasts too. Let me see: um, New York Times Daily, Recode, Front Burner for from Go C- slower. CBC, Go slower. Front Burner, which is CBC, Recode. Uh, New York Times Daily, The Journal, mm. um, you, you, Pod Save America. You're still consuming a lot of media from the sounds of it. You might yeah. wanna... But podcasts, though, it's not news. It's, well, actually, no. well, it, it's more in-depth <laughs> focused on stories, but it's given... It's just another form of media. You know that, right? No, but there's 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 nuance. There's insight. It's not just reporting. It's I actually understand like, it, but I'm just saying the, for the ones that you just mentioned, those are all still sort of media-based podcasts talking like about the news and stuff or whatever. There's a 
common theme in all of those podcasts you just mentioned. So it's not like you said, you know, you know, planting, um, you know, sword <laughs> fighting. Like, you, like there's podcasts for a whole bunch of things. You said front burner, Pod Save America, like, you know, whatever. All of those. New York Times Daily. Yeah, New York. There you go. Come on, guys. All right. Well, I, so why, why? So what are you trying to say? I'm just saying. That's, say I'm just saying it's not a good thing for your brain to take in so much media. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Okay. I think that it but depends. You're just gonna ignore me. <laughs> no, I think, but I think it. I think everybody knows their capacity, right? Like someone yeah. like me, I'm not good with all the media stuff. That's why I watch Teen Mom and Kardashian <laughs> and all that, right? But like, good, like but you got to balance it off, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to erase the reality from my head by watching fake reality TV. But then maybe for Solitaire, it's different. He could just take it all. What what podcast do you listen to, Nina? None. This is the thing with me. <laughs> I make podcasts. I have a radio show. I have a YouTube channel, and I don't listen or watch any of them. That's actually the good spot to be in. She's a creator, right? She's not yeah. consuming. She's creating. That's what everyone always says. I just never... Yeah, because for me, my leisure time is like... I don't know. There's something about reality TV that calms me down. Like it just calms. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. You know what it is? What is it? It's you saying, Hey, I thought my shit was fucked up, but look <laughs> at these motherfuckers. Yeah. I can look at this shit all day. That's what that is. Oh. And it just looks so fun. <laughs> Does it teen, uh, 16 and pregnant? That was it. Is it? Teen mom, all right. That doesn't look that fun, but like no. Jersey Shore. Come on. Like, if you could be on fun. any reality show, what would you be on? Oh, Real right world. now? I wanted to go on, on Jersey oh, Shore. Story. I wanted to go on Real World. I wanted to go on... Um... Oh, Are You The One? If I didn't have a boyfriend, I would go on Are You The One. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, you, would so... put, you would put your heart on the line for the entertainment of the masses like that? Yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic. You're crazy. No, no, <laughs> no. you're a glutton for punishment is what, the, it's what you are. And or these days like... it's a... Too hot to handle. I would have gone on too hot to handle if they chose me. It's up to them if I'm too hot to handle. But like, you, know? <laughs> you gotta believe. You gotta believe you are. That's 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 the whole thing, right? Okay, yeah. we gotta get back into the radio. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned in, dialed in, locked into the greatest conversation on the planet. Welcome to hashtag live right here on. Vibe 105, yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, No Better Nina. And we are now, ladies and gentlemen, in the second portion of our program right. where we're going to throw over to DJ Reddy Fox to take us through the, the, this crazy politic, politic, political landscape, COVID, elections. Oh, oh my God. Why did Carry you on, Reddy Fox. On I can see. What, what are you showing me? What? This picture of a zombie wrapped up on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. So, thank you so much for the uh, introduction, Solitaire. Yeah. Um, and wasn't it? A, wasn't it amazing? Yeah, it was great. And it's uh, again happy anniversary to the show and all that. And thank you so much to our listeners for sticking with us for these four years, four years. tuning in yeah. every morning. Like we get people, you know, interacting with us on Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. So. Thank you, everybody that listens to the show. So, shout if, out to our fans. Yeah, everybody. I would like to see that. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a bit about the COVID nineteen because it has been a bit of uh, a resurgence, I guess, in terms of being in the news again this week. So we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to do a refresher of uh, mm-hmm. some of the symptoms of COVID nineteen for you guys out there, just to remind everybody of what you should be looking out for 
um, just to be safe, basically. And also, we're going to talk about possible curfews. Have you guys heard about this, about them thinking about doing curfews in the city for yep. COVID? How do you guys... Nope. What does it do? <laughs> does this help? Okay, we're going to talk about that. And also, they were thinking about doing a circuit breaker lockdown. Have you heard about this? No, circuit no, I lockdown. don't want to hear a about circuit that. circuit breaker lockdown. Okay, we're going to talk what about that this? a little later. And of course, we've got to talk about the U.S. election. We were off last week. It was a good thing that we were off because... I, I promise you, even though we're recording this on a Thursday, Saturday, Saturday, we still won't have Trump conceding. So it'll still be legit for whatever we're saying. So Joe Biden, say the words, Joe Biden, is the president elect of the United States of America for the next presidency. Forty six. He'll be number 46. And Kamala Harris will be the first woman vice president ever. If they yep. can just get through the next 70 days or so. And she's all of us combined. Right. Okay. So that's what we're going to try to touch on throughout this, uh, pro- throughout part of this, uh, <laughs> thing here. Uh, I can't even talk today. So let's start with, um, COVID-19. So have, let me ask you guys, have you guys ever been tested? Yeah. No. How was it no. for you? How was the experience for you, Nina, getting tested? It, um, I'm like highly sensitive, so it really hurt like a lot. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, for me, the. Uh, getting sick just recently with the kidney stone stuff or whatever, being in the hospital, mm-hmm. I had to get tested and it is unpleasant getting that thing shoved up your nose. Mm-hmm. So um, for you guys out there, we are starting to see numbers, unfortunately, go up again in Ontario. And we've got mm-hmm. this new color coded system that's going out through the city now. So these are the symptoms that you should be looking for if you feel like you're not sure if you might be sick or you might be positive or not, or if you haven't been tested yet. So uh, new or worsening cough, that is one of the biggest things that's on the list for every health organization when they're talking about symptoms. A cough, shortness of breath, a difficulty breathing, a temperature higher than 38 degrees Celsius, feeling feverish, chills, fatigue or weakness, muscle or body aches, uh, a loss of smell or taste. That's one that they never mentioned when we first started earlier before that seem to be something that we discovered over the course of the pandemic this oh it's loss of taste loss of smell if you you lose a sense of smell or your loss of taste as well i heard that from i heard that from very early actually that was one of that was one of the very first key factors i didn't hear that until like way later on actually with cypher sounds actually was one of the first people i heard um Mm. mention that because he actually tested positive for a little while i didn't know uh, that yeah yeah, when it first started way early. So um, there he you didn't go. find it. He didn't realize until afterwards, though. He had gotten sick early. I think he said he got sick in like December or Jan- early right. in January, and then he was fine. And then he got tested. I think I can't remember. It was probably like during one of the shows he was DJing for Dave Chappelle or something, and uh, he tested positive for the antibodies. That's right. how we found out that he actually had it. Yeah. So and also a headache too, as well, which is kind of a normal thing that we all get. But any of these combinations of stuff. That you may experience, you might be positive. Again, best to just self-quarantine and stay home for at least 14 days to see if you are or not. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's basically it. So, unfortunately, we've been seeing numbers go up. And these numbers are as of Thursday, since we're recording on a Thursday. We saw 1,500-plus new cases on Thursday. So, that was a, a high from three days in a row. We just kept going up for, like, three days, and we peaked on Thursday at least at 1,575 was the number that they gave. So, Earlier, um, the Ford government... That's in the whole whole of Ontario, right? That's all of Ontario, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we were at like 1426 on Wednesday and 1388 on Tuesday, unfortunately. So we hit a high on Thursday. So everyone's kind of contemplating whether or not we have to have stricter restrictions and all that stuff. And unfortunately, 
it's looking like we are kind of heading down that path towards another lockdown, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. they were floating around the idea of having a curfew in place, meaning that they would have a time restriction for people to basically be outside. First of all, Mm -hmm. how do you guys even just feel about that idea? Nina, how do you feel about it? Um, I feel like it doesn't, like as of right now, it doesn't really bother me because there's already kind of a curfew, like if everything's closing early anyways, right now, like everything closes at 10 right now. So like, like restaurants and stuff. So that's already kind of the curfew because what else am I going to do outside in the cold if I can't be inside of a restaurant? Yeah. So the time (laughs) is going to be from 10 PM to 5 AM. They would put a curfew being basically that they would prefer people be in their homes. If you don't have to be outside during that time, how do you feel about it? Solitaire? Oh man. You know, I was having this discussion. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Primarily because, but I mean, I have to say that I'm not the, I, I'm not the most socially active person. My, thankfully, most of the people that I interact with socially are, you know, within my bubble at this point. So, and I'm not a big, you know, patio person. I'm not a big re- going out to restaurants and that kind of thing. So, you know, curfew wise, as long as I can go to the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just thinking about yourself, eh? But I'm not, but I mean, in terms of, it's not like, I, w- I don't think that I would try to break curfew if it was one of those things that affected me. I- I'm trying to be as empathetic to the situation, even though I've, I'm having fatigue just like everybody. But okay. yeah, I f- I- I'm a little confused. Okay. But overall, do you guys support it? Yes or no? No. Yes. How does, my thing is like, so what? We have people in a big cesspool all day long from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. And all of a sudden from 10 to 5, Miss Rona's asleep and we can't, we, we, or, or she's a way more awake than ever and we're going to catch her at that, that time. Is that what That's, you call it? Miss Rona? Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Like, does she wake up from 10 to 5? Is she, is she a night worker? I don't get it. Yep. You know, here's just real quickly. I'll tell you, cause I was having this discussion with my, um, uh, a friend of mine who works at uh, my music school for sound music. And he is the same thing. He's like, you know, all this stuff, they keep contradicting themselves. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing this? These lockdowns is hurting more than it's helping. I think they're doing this to say, listen, we tried to tell you, you can do what you want because you are a free thinker, whatever you believe in vaccines. You don't believe in vaccines. You don't believe in lockdowns. You do believe in lockdowns. We're telling you, this is how what we need to do to reduce the numbers and prevent the spread. You guys are going to basically make that choice to do it or not do it. But I think mm-hmm. it's at this point, I think they're just trying to do it to show that they're they're trying to do something. But okay. it's up to us. Okay, well, 67% of Canadians would back it. A temporary lockdown or a temporary curfew, so to speak, between 10 p.m. and 5, uh, 5 a.m., 55% of the respondents between the ages of 18 and 34 said yes to it. 75% really? of those 55 and older. See, I always thought that the older you would get, the more people would be against it. But it seems like it's the other way around. The older you are. They're scared. <laughs> you think that's what it is, Nina? You think it's... Uh, think because it's they're, like, they're old, right? Okay. So like... <laughs> okay. Yeah. People the ages of 55 and over, 75% endorsed it. And people over the age of 65, 80% endorse the idea of a curfew i'm See, against it is, too i don't i don't like the idea of a curfew but it, i mean it sounds a little it sounds a very um communist or you know what's the word i'm looking for um regime-ish 
big brothery. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it sounds, and I know that as soon as, you know, free thinkers and conspiracy theorists and alarmists heard that word, uh, you know, having a curfew that must've sent their, you know, their spidey senses tingling out the wazoo. Cause that's, that's the sort of thing that they're, they're basically saying that it's a slippery slope down to, you know, government is just going to control it entirely control your lives. So I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm confused. I'm just trying to do what I, you know, is best for my, my fellow citizens that I encounter on my, you know, randomly throughout the day. So hopefully, hopefully it means something at the end of this. Okay. Well, in the regions, uh, Ontario and Quebec were less inclined to support it. And even though these are the super provinces that have the most numbers out of the whole country, Alberta is also one of the provinces that are less inclined to support a curfew. Now, have you guys heard of a circuit breaker lockdown? You've mentioned that before. What the hell is that? It doesn't sound good. Basically, it's the idea of having a lockdown for an extended period of time for a determined amount of time where you basically lock down literally as much as possible. The theory, though, is that for it to work, everybody has to stay home. We can't do it theoretically because we'd have to keep grocery stores open That's what I was gonna say, and yeah. pharmacies open. But the idea is that if everybody stayed home for at least 20 days is what they're saying would be the number of time that it would take. <laughs> the only reason why they picked 20 days is because of the 14-day inoculation time that it takes for you to show symptoms, right? So you need to mm-hmm. have it a little beyond that time in order for it to work. So it would be tough a, sell. I, who are you telling? <laughs> Who are you telling? So that's what it would be. That's what it would take. Now, they're saying that it wouldn't work, obviously, because we'd still have to keep some things open, but it would mm-hmm. drastically bring our numbers down if we all agreed to do it at the same time. So do you think it would be possible? Do you think people could handle a 20-day full lockdown self-quarantining at home? No. Um, <laughs> and uh, my other thing is, okay, cool. It's going to drastically bring our numbers down, but then... We're going to go back outside like we are right now. And then guess what? The numbers are going to go right back up. So it was going to be for nothing. Honestly. Okay, hold on, Nina. It wouldn't be for nothing because it would give the hospitals at least an opportunity to get caught up. Also for uh, tracing, it would help them get caught up in terms of trying to determine where the spread in terms of people passing it from who and who. They need time to catch up with these things, basically. But then they're going to catch up and then they're going to fall behind again. Could you could you talk to this youth? Hopefully Let me tell you not, something. Nina. Why is it? But here, but I'll tell you what. You see, the thing is, Ray Fox. Here's what you failed to uh, fail, failed to recognize because you mentioned it earlier. The fact that you thought that the older people got that the less likely they would support uh, um, mm-hmm. a curfew. Wisdom is waste. Wisdom is what <laughs> they are experiencing because they they're like, listen. I've seen a lot of things happen. I've seen a lot of things that Sounds I sounds like you're throwing shade at Nina right now. Yeah, no. throw it, throw it. It's not shade. It's not shade. I'm sharing wisdom. You see the difference? It's not shade. I'm trying to say this is why Nina's only seen. Listen, I'm gonna be fine. I'm going to Chick Fil A. I'm gonna play soccer. I don't care. I'm gonna be fine. You guys are gonna be fine too. That's lack of wisdom because just just time served. Okay. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah. I'm week twenty five next week. Yeah, okay, exactly. you know we so we should do a survey of this though. Let's do a survey of this on uh, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Let's just see if our listeners, everyone out there listening, how do you feel about this? Could you handle a full 20-day lockdown to get our numbers down and to give the hospitals an opportunity to get caught up in 
for backtracing to figure out where it's being spread. Would you be able to handle staying home, Nina, for 20 days? No, I have to go see my boyfriend. Right. Okay. And uh, what about you, Solitaire? <laughs> uh, you know, just the priorities. She, she didn't talk about food. She didn't talk about water. She didn't even talk about shelter. Going to the gym. Nothing. None the gym of that. would be closed. <laughs> it's the only place I'd have to go. She skipped gone. right to the important stuff. Um, no, I, I can. I could not survive twenty days of lockdown. And shouts out to all the men who have been to prison or have been in a real <laughs> lockdown wow. situation. Because yeah. look at us. We're, and we're not talking about lockdown like with somebody patrolling. Just staying in your home. In your house, and we're like, oh no, can't do it. Exactly. You know, but that's another discussion for another time. So shouts out to anybody who's ever been locked down for real, for real. Right. But yeah. no, Way to I know bring it I back to the real. It. Yeah. I know I can't do it. Yeah. I don't think people are mentally able to handle that right now. And I just worry again about people's mental health in terms of them trying to do something like that. They're really floating the idea pretty hard, actually, in Alberta. Alberta's doctors are, at least. And mm. the doctors here in Ontario are also starting to consider it as well, just to try to anything to bring the numbers down. It's either that and... Doug Ford even um, just recently on Thursday said that he's trying to avoid as best as he can to do another shutdown because obviously a lot of businesses won't be able to handle something like that. Like a 20-day lockdown for a lot of small businesses in Toronto, Ontario in general would be the end for a lot of businesses, unfortunately. Yeah. And and it's already been it's already been the end for so many. So yeah. I listen, man, I get it. It's the thing about it is the problem with being a leader in politics and being on the front lines of trying to curb this pandemic is you cannot ever be seen as being callous towards those who are, you know, seriously vulnerable to the virus. Yes. You know, whenever you have discussions with people about it and they look at the numbers and they're like, you know, so many people have been tested, so many people had it, most people recover. And then they're like, yeah, I know 1% worldwide amounts to millions of people but look how many i was like see stop right there uh-huh. you said millions of people but you're saying yes the survival rate is very high yes it's an all things told it's a mild virus but you said millions of yes millions of people died it's like right. you know if it's something that can be prevented or you know with working together and working hard should we not try to prevent millions of lives being lost so, it, you know, it, it's it's a complicated matter. You can't ever be seen as Donald Trump mm-hmm. not to care yeah. <laughs> about what happens and stop testing, you know? And that's a perfect way to segue into what we are talking about for the states now, because this was it. We had the election. Finally, it's still not really over, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because Donald Trump has not conceded the presidency. But so where were you guys on the Saturday when they announced it, they announced it uh, last week, Saturday, at about 1130 in the morning. Uh, some <laughs> of the uh, press started to call it and um, people took to the streets and <laughs> in cities all across America, especially in Philadelphia and uh, New York. And um, yeah, basically, you about to lose your job <laughs> was the number one smash hit for that weekend because I just saw Love people it. singing it all over the place. So where were you guys? How did you guys take the news? And how are you feeling about the state of what the election is right now? Um, I had actually just woken up and opened Instagram when it happened. <laughs> like literally I saw it and it was 34 seconds ago. Joe Biden, president-elect. I was like, oh, no way. And then... That's um, it? Just oh, no way? 
Well, yeah, but I, I had a gut feeling he was going to win. And, and then I, um, but now like, and I was like happy and stuff. And then now, like, I know Trump was not going to go down without a fight because he's going to try to do everything. Cause he knows if he's, if he's done, he's going to jail. Like obviously he's not going to go down without a fight. So it makes me kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. Like, what he's going to try to do because we're still well he's making georgia what recount all the ballots you by hand yeah, i would actually say i used to think that the whole reason why he's fighting so hard to hold on to the presidency is because of the whole jail thing but now i'm starting to just think it's just a narcissist thing yeah maybe i really think i don't even think he's thinking about the whole jail thing i just think he just can't handle a reality where he's lost in terms of <laughs> it's an official l you know what I mean? Like yeah. a hard yeah. L or whatever. I think it's really a narcissism personality trait thing where he's fighting so hard as opposed to he's fighting because logically it's like he knows he's broken laws and once he's not president anymore, he's going to jail. I think he's just thinking, I can't accept that I've lost anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Solitaire, are you muted right now? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you moved your mouth, but nothing. Yeah, Solitaire, we thought you were going to say something. Huh? There. Huh? What? uh donald trump broke laws what what laws <laughs> break any laws so Did where you were you this? when you heard the news though solitaire uh I, I i don't remember i remember election week that was the week that i was like from sunday night until oh you avoided the news right yeah i didn't listen right. to any updates about the poll like the polls the votes none of I, that is news about the election and about polling and leading up and what's happening but the actual process of the vote counting and all of that that anticipation okay there was no way i'd have been able to cope with that all right we got to get through a couple of uh points here we don't have a lot of time left but um joe biden won the popular vote again this was the most voting that they've ever seen in a u.s election in maybe 30 years or something i can't remember what the number was but close to 75 million people voting um he won by uh 4.5 4.5 million votes um, mm. over Joe, uh, over Donald Trump for the uh, popular vote. And uh, there are still some counts being voted or some votes being counted uh, in Pennsylvania, I think. I think they called it today on Thursday. So I think his uh, electoral number is just so high that it's pretty much a given. But unfortunately, Republicans are also uh, supporting Donald Trump a bit and um, giving him this whole, you know, fraud voter thing, even though there's no evidence he has yet to show any evidence of any voter fraud whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, Kamala Harris is going to be the first female president, vice president of the United States of America. So she's making history as a also a woman of color as well. So round of yes. applause for that. Yes. Oh, man. Listen, I am, as I said, I'm apprehensively relieved. I'll be relieved once that electoral college vote comes down and it's official. Then this idiot can't say nothing anything anymore oh have you seen how news outlets have just like slowly just i want been to congrats- disregarding anything like there's just stop covering him all the all the world leaders are congratulating joe biden and <laughs> oh it's it's and speaking it's of, actually actually speaking of world leaders justin trudeau got in a little bit of hot water because he actually uh, congratulated joe biden before it was officially declared in the United States, you wanted. We're going to have a little audio here of uh, Justin Trudeau thanking mm. uh, Joe Biden or um, congratulating Joe Biden. So here you go. I want to congratulate President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris. 
I'm looking forward to working with them both on the common challenges and opportunities facing our countries and our world. Canada and the United States have a unique relationship, and this bond will always be the strong foundation on which we build our shared future. I also want to take a moment to reflect on the historic milestone reached in this election. For so many people in Canada and around the world, seeing a woman, a black and South Asian American woman, elected as the next Vice President of the United States is an inspiration and a reminder that everyone's voice belongs in politics. We have confidence in the American electoral process uh, as it has unfolded. Uh, I was pleased to congratulate uh, President-elect Biden on the weekend. We will continue to work uh, with the current American administration until uh, January 20th, uh, after which we'll work with the new administration. Uh, President Biden, once he's sworn into office, will be my third American president. We've demonstrated an ability to stand up and defend Canadian interests throughout, which we will do as we move forward. And there you go. And a lot of people said that he kind of jumped the gun a little in congratulating Joe Biden. You'd need to see the video of he can't, he's fighting so hard not to smile. <laughs> You really need to see the video. He's really trying to keep an even keel while he's saying, you know, congratulations. No, no world leader, well, a lot of world leaders are so relieved by this, but you could see the look on, Joe, on Justin Trudeau's face. Uh, so there you go. What do you think? Do you think he uh, shouldn't have said anything, or do you think he should have waited until it was official in the States? Man, no. I think you say it with your chest and you don't <laughs> say it at all. I'm glad he said it because he shows that, as a country, Canadians should not be supporting Donald, and we should support Joe out of the two of them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. Listen, man. Of all the faux pas that Justin Trudeau has made, this is over not one of them. Tenure. This one, if it is, so what? We're that's okay. That's okay. I, I think that, like you said, everybody's relieved, and I think almost to the point where. They, they went out of their way to, to congratulate Biden as if to say, thank God we can move away from this nutcase and this crazy S show, <laughs> SH1T show that's transpired these past four years. Right. So until, we're still waiting for Donald Trump to concede, and I don't think he will. I think he's, he hasn't been cooperating with the transition teams with uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and they're trying to put in place at least uh, you know, a team to start fighting the COVID-19 uh, pandemic in the States, as well as they need to be just, you know, given security alerts in terms of, you know, security, national security and all that stuff. And they're not being given any of that information now because Donald Trump is just refusing to cooperate with the transition. So we don't know how this is going to play out. He's got another 70 days. It's not until January 20th when they will have the inauguration, hopefully. So I'm who knows? I am not assuming anything with the way things go in the United States, but we will see and we will keep our fingers crossed. And of course, we'll talk about it in future episodes as well. But keep your fingers crossed, people, because it's just going to start to get interesting now. So that's it for uh, Politics Solitaire. All right. Appreciate that, Ready Fox. We don't cross fingers. <laughs> we just put it into the universe because we don't believe in luck. We believe in making things happen right. with our minds. Cross your fingers. Speaking well, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah. do whatever you got to do. Because 
whatever it takes. All right. Thank you very much for that uh, update on what's going on in the political <laughs> world there, Ready Fox. Appreciate it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we got to take a break. Nina, why are you laughing at me? Because you said why? thank you very rich. Yeah, I know. Listen, okay. <laughs> it's been a long day. I've been running around a lot. Okay. <laughs> Lots of pressure on my, on my, on my, anyway, <laughs> we got to pay some bills, ladies and gentlemen, forgive my faux pas in English, in English language. I see. I made another one. Let me just throw a break. For those of you who are tuned in to us on Vibe 105, please stay tuned. For those of you on the podcast, stay with us. I'm going to get another drink now. I don't appreciate you <laughs> making fun of my heavy time. I'm not making fun of you because I can barely talk today myself. So oh, I'll, be right, I just, I'll be right back. Okay. I'm having I just, a hard time speaking today. I'm having a good time speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, it's such a shit show in the States. I just don't understand. Like, um, and actually, I wish I had mentioned this while we're on the radio time is that um, Van Jones actually put out a video that um, somebody shared with me just saying, like, there are so many legal ways republicans can fight to try rose to... okay all right solid has okay. got rose yeah oh, well. he's I, was... I thought you were just gonna take it straight to the head to be honest with you the way you were <laughs> i mean i'm not a savage i mean i am a savage. i mean maybe i like I the way it slowed been. down when maybe he was saying i'm not a savage <laughs> Oh, man. You don't know, Solitaire, but your thing was breaking up there for a second, and it just slowed down right on the word savage. Like, Oh, that was uh, um, chopped and screwed. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. Yeah, but hit the word savage exactly when it... Savage. Ghetto. Was that... I, I, no, I no, 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 no. Just... Was it savage? Is How does savage? it go, Nina? Oh, excuse me. I had a cup. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I forgot the words. I'm yeah, a savage. It's not savage, is it? Something ah, bougie, ratchet, something. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Isn't it savage, though? Isn't she called herself a savage? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a savage. Classy, yeah. so what do you bougie, mean? No, you should need to say ratchet no. or something no, like I that. No, I said yes. I don't oh. know. Okay. Look at me, old guy. Walter, <laughs> what did you do for your birthday? <laughs> nothing. I did Hold nothing. I, I continued with um, um, doing some reno... Can updates I... to my my room at my parents' house. Nice. Yeah, I kept it low pro. I mean, it is a man. I, I, if it was normal times, I probably would have done something. Forty five years, you know, it's a it's kind of a milestone. But yeah, man, I, don't know. I didn't really do anything. I had dinner. I, my brother brought two fancy two of the fanciest donuts Tim Hortons had to offer. Oh, okay. <laughs> And then uh, you know we had some dinner. Did, did you put we're, a candle? We're very low key. Did you put a candle on the on the donuts? No. no. Oh, okay. Why not? No. You should have put forty five mini candles on one donut. Oh my! Then that would have that would have completely obliterated the donut. Heated it up though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With wax. I mean, mind you, it's chock full of wax anyway. And it tastes like that sometimes. But anyway, don't listen. Leave me alone. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I, you know, birthdays. I, I've never been, you know, big on like the public celebration, you know, celebrating my birthday. I, from the day I took my, I took down the, you know, Facebook shows your date, your birthday. And then like, it sends everybody a reminder when it's your birthday. And I used to get like, I mean, it, it sounds mad pretentious, but you know, like, like dozens of people, like mad comments, happy birthday, happy birthday. And 
being the fucking dysfunctional person that I am, You're I like, felt oh, pressure. <laughs> like, oh, I have to now I have to answer, I have to respond, and all these people if you don't, <laughs> then they're gonna be mad if I don't say thank you. So the day, the year that I took my birthday off, and only people who know me and you know know when my birthday is, they reach out to me personally. It's been very, you know, relieving. I know two other people that has the same birthday as you. I had three people to say happy birthday to that day. Hmm. Nice. Yep. But now it's easy to remember all three of you guys on the same day. Well, there you go. And you're uh, you're ten days after me. Yep. Nineteen. Easy to remember too. Which means no show next week, guys. Don't forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's right. So make sure you mention that in the uh, show, Solitaire. Yes. Okay. And also, Maybe at, right. at the end of the show. Um. So why? What, what are you, you going to go turn up? Is that what's happening? No. So this is what I'm going to do. So oh. I've never had a massage before, and now I have benefits. So I'm getting a massage. For the oh. first time. And then um, nice. I'm going to either cheesecake yeah, Cheesecake Factory was supposed to open, but I don't think it is under the new restrictions. So I'm I'm probably just order and eat it with my boyfriend. And then the following, like the weekend, we're going to go to Niagara Falls for two nights. Well, I appreciate the offer, but I can't make it, Nina. Oh, yeah. You guys could come. We got a loft room in the Marriott. I'm so excited to see it. Oh, oh, wow. A loft yeah. room. What does that mean? Yeah. What is that? Like well, you have a balcony? Like literally two levels. So like there's stairs. Wow. It's really cool. It looks so nice. Nice. They must be so happy for the business. <laughs> yeah, they must probably. be so happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are the, a lot I, of people who've been going there though lately. Yeah, I, I heard that. The, I heard that they're offering fantastic rates. They should be. Anyways, we got to get back into radio. All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. You're tuned in to Hashtag right here on Vibe 105. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's throw right over to No Better Nina and take our minds off of this, you know, uncertainty in this crazy world. Let's talk about some music news. What's going on in music, Nina? Okay, so... Um, I don't know if you guys heard last week about the Chicago rapper King Vaughn who was murdered in a shooting in Atlanta. Hmm. Um, but uh, he was allegedly murdered by a member of uh, Quando Rondo's crew and Quando Rondo is from Savannah, Georgia. The two cr- groups were at a hookah bar in Atlanta um, and then someone told King Vaughn like, yo, Quando Rondo's there because they had beef, whatever. No. King Vaughn went, was fighting him, beating him up and then somebody allegedly from Quando Rondo's crew shot him and King Von ended up dying. Um, So surveillance footage, yeah, shows all of that, the whole before and after happening. Um, And basically a member from allegedly Quando Rondo's crew came out from behind an SUV, um, shooting and killing both King Von and two of his friends. um, And shooting King Von's, yeah. And he also shot King Von's manager um, who did survive the incident. Um, but then T.I. kind of got himself in some trouble with this whole situation because three days after the shooting, T.I. posted a message to his Instagram saying, Atlanta is a beautiful, progressive city filled with black excellence. We uplift each other and win together. Stop coming here to kill each other. That ish is played out. Um, obviously, given the timing, a lot of people are like, this is obviously about King Von and Quando Rondo. Okay. Um, so King Von's sister responded to T.I.'s post asking for 50 Cent to join in um, with her scolding T.I. and accusing him of cheating on his wife, Tiny. Why did she uh, invite 50? 
I don't know. I guess because she's like 50s, the king of roasting people. So let's just get him in here. Um, I bet you he did. He get involved in this. He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. So we'll get to what he said as well. Um, she so King Von's oh, sister is also seeing the same energy that Ti puts into other people's business is the same energy he needs to put into making things right with his daughter, referring to the whole um, uh, gynecologist stuff that happened with his daughter. Oh yeah. Um, but what was the line he said? What was his line again? The thing he I, said, I. Oh, I can't remember. He just be, he just kept on making the doctors test his daughter's expedition. Was it expeditiously? Give me the test results expeditiously. Yeah, that's how. That's yeah, that's where it started. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So then after that, uh, she wasn't the only one to come for Ti. Chicago rapper Six Hundred Breezy also responded, um, by posting a snippet of an old Gucci Mane song where he threatens to shoot Ti. Uh-uh. Um. He also posted T.I.'s Crime Stoppers commercial and then called Boosie Badass the real king of the South, which T.I., we all know, calls himself that. Mm. Um, and then 50 Cent entered the chat. Oh, um, at he really King did. Request. Yeah. Oh. So also via Instagram, of course, posting a screenshot of King Von's sister's response to him. And 50 wrote the caption, Hey, T.I., you got to chill. You're bugging for saying anything. They got casualties. This is real-ish. I don't know what you were thinking, but rethink it now. They're hurting. They love that boy. He was a way out. I bet you don't even realize they will kill you for what you just said. What hood are you from again? Come on now. It's quiet time. And then the last Hmm. rapper to join in was Waka Flocka. um, And he actually shortly deactivated his Instagram shortly after he said what he said via IG live, which was, I would never look down on anybody in the streets or anything they ever do in the streets because I understand the laws and lifestyle that comes with it. And when you understand ish like that, a lot of things you're not supposed to talk about. You're not just saying guys know what they signed up for. T.I. responded to everybody. Um, and he pretty much denied that the post was about King Von and Quanda Rondo saying, I don't speak ill of my allies. My last post had nothing to do with King Von. Y'all are grossly mistaken. I have no motive or intention to do harm or malice to cats I'm cool with. My family's heart goes out to them, and I've expressed this to people in his life that matter most in the situation. That's all I'm concerned with. Um, first things first, do you guys believe that T.I.'s post wasn't actually about King Von, and do you think he, or do you think he's just covering his butt? I'll go first because, no, I think uh, it definitely was about King Von. Just the mm-hmm. time, the timing of it is why more than anything else. Yeah. Like if he had said that a week earlier, obviously, or if he had waited a month after the fact and he kept it as ambiguous as he did, then maybe it wouldn't be so easy to connect the two. But the timing was just, it just seems like it was like, mm-hmm. and Solid. the wording of it saying like, you're coming to our city to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what else are you talking about? Exactly. Especially because they're both from not from atlanta they're both from out of town yeah stop mm-hmm. coming um, here to kill each other like who else is he talking about yeah solitaire uh ti uh i think you have a hard case to argue for yourself there young man i think um if if he didn't it's a terrible tragedy of coincidence in terms of the timing but uh yeah no i i think that uh I'm glad he walked it back. Whatever way, sometimes you have to walk things back in your own way to kind of protect your pride and, you know, the way that people are coming at you. At the end of the day, you know what it is, especially these guys are very prideful rappers that don't like to be called out. He's he's a very alpha rapper already. So you can imagine he's going to cover his tracks, but at least I will give him credit for, you know, acknowledging that it was a problematic statement by saying... (laughs) By trying to say that I didn't mean it that way. 
So he right. knows what he's, he knows how it came across. So yeah, like for me, I think it was definitely about King Vaughn, but I don't, if nobody said anything to him, I don't think he would have apologized or retracted the statement because he basically like thinks like literally king of the south like he thinks he atlanta is his city like forget right. mayor keisha lance bottoms atlanta is <laughs> ti's city like right. as as an atlanta native was he wrong for speaking on this situation what do you guys think about that like do you think he had a right to say what anything on it or should he just kept his mouth shut you go first solitaire he, yeah no i was gonna say i think he has a right to speak on it violence in your community in your city uh, it is important to speak up as a leader, as a visible leader of the community um, who has the eyes and ears and hearts of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. It's your responsibility to speak out against violence. Um, I think that um, he should have. I'm glad that he did. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's it, 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 violence that happens in the music, in the music industry, particularly in our in our genre is problematic as it is terrible loss you mm-hmm. know, rest in peace to king vaughn and the whole situation i'm i'm, I'm glad he does he does have to speak out i think i think you yeah. should speak out. i think you have a right to speak out in your city it's just again you just have to be careful in the way you say things i because listen i'm not a guy from the streets myself so i don't know how the rules go exactly towards it but if you're not involved in it usually it's just best never to not to speak on it per se but you have every right to be upset about violence occurring in your city, just like what you're saying, Solitaire. So him being a native of um, Atlanta, definitely speak on it. But again, when it comes to speaking on other people's business, especially stuff in the streets, you just have to be very careful about, you know, what -hmm. you say in terms of who you're indicting or who you're trying to cast blame on or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So then let me ask you guys this. Um, What do we say then for artists such as, we could even bring this back to Toronto itself, artists like drake who haven't once spoken out on all the upcoming rappers in the city in the last year alone who were killing each other well what what are your thoughts on that like do you feel like that's something drake should have stepped in on or like no like he shouldn't say anything regardless because if like ti being from atlanta and condemning this violence is like kind of perceived as a as a good thing in a way like what about for the artists like drake who don't say anything well it's neither a good thing or a bad thing you can choose ti could choose not to say anything if ti didn't Mm -hmm. say anything i don't think anyone would be saying how come he hasn't said anything how come he hasn't spoken on this or whatever actually sorry before you go further yeah there was an incident the week prior where a sushi something happened at a sushi bar a racial incident and everyone's like why didn't ti say anything and then ti said something and then it turned into this huge fight again like you can't win you can't lose like it, it just it's just i don't think yeah. it's incumbent on anybody to have to speak on it if you don't want to like drake has never shown publicly like he's like a community leader type guy that's you know trying to do a lot in the city he could be doing things behind the scenes that we don't know about with his money to help people is. which is he is he okay is. that's totally his prerogative to do that but there's no onus on him to have to speak on things that are happening in the city at the same time as well and it's the same thing for me for ti he's self-anointing himself as the king of atlanta or whatever but that's a whole other hip-hop thing to me but when it comes to what's happening in the community there are every community has their actual real leaders that are in the streets working with people mm-hmm. as opposed to you know hip-hop artists that are from the streets that the people look up to but it's never an onus on them like the whole it, i always feel like the charles barkley thing like just because i play basketball doesn't mean i have to be a role model to anybody you know what i mean and mm. it's the same thing for hip-hop artists so I don't think it's incumbent on Drake to have to speak on things that happen in the city. Mm-hmm. 
I, I will, uh, whenever this whole idea of role model conversation comes up, I always have to chime in and say role models, you, you don't choose whether or not you're a role model. Once you become uh, that visible of a person, uh, you are influencing others, you become a role model. What you choose to do with that platform, that's where you have a, a choice to make in terms of whether you want to speak out or not. And, you know, people are going to judge you regardless one way or the other, but that's still your right to say, listen, I don't know. I'm not involved. I don't care. Whatever that, you know, whatever is within your capacity to do. But, you know, I, I think that you, you know, if I'm in that position as a leader of the community where you can have an impact, people need to hear, people want to hear from you. So even if you're not necessarily like, you know, yourself, Reddy Fox, neither am I, I didn't grow up in the street life or by the street code, so to speak, but I have mm-hmm. a lot of people that, you know, through the work that I do and just from relationships and friendships that I have, I, I'm very well in tune with what it's about, but I would never speak on it from a lived experience. But the work that I do, I definitely advocate for people who are from those communities. I try to support those who are going through it. And I speak out against gun and gang violence in these communities. And that's just me with the the little platform that I have. So Mm -hmm. I would hope that people would be a lot more willing, especially on that level with that. But but you don't feel like it's incumbent like just because drake no 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 i don't think i don't think it i don't think it's your i don't think it's his duty at all i'm just speaking on what i would what i would like to see because of course of what it can what can be done with it but not everybody's born that way just like you said and that- i actually think that artists like i don't personally think that ti i think the best thing for him would have been to keep his mouth shut unless he knew king von or quando rondo personally i think the best thing would have been for him to keep his mouth shut i don't think when it comes to these artists and speaking out about these problems that don't have to do with them like yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think drake should be speaking on any of these issues here i don't think ti should have spoke on that issue because Mm -hmm. at the same time you're literally putting a target on your head otherwise like um 50 cent was saying there's casualties in this it's real stuff like chicago or 600 breezy from chicago is already saying like let's kill ti you know like it's just i still like the fact that they can say something to try to you know instill some peace into the community you know by trying to say you know let's tone down the violence or whatever but again it's never an onus on them to have to do it per se you know what i mean Mm-hmm. yeah yeah anyways we'll move on to another story um does one of you want to take the lead on this versus battle that's coming up okay well oh, why be, why nina because you never heard of a tribe called quest or I outcast did. i mean i'm looking forward to the young jeezy and ti battle <laughs> happening on my birthday sure. i'm actually gonna watch that one okay well we can just talk about it as a group together because it's not a big thing well it is a big thing but it's just mm-hmm. i put this on our preparation page to say that it's a big deal at least to me that a tribe called Quest and Outcast will be having a versus. I don't think they've actually put out a date for it yet, but mm-hmm. um, they did announce as well that Ti and Jeezy would be going up against each other. And surprisingly, apparently there was some. I guess this is, I guess, versus T, so to speak. That um, Jeezy actually challenged Gucci Mane to um yeah. to a versus, and Gucci declined, even though Gucci was online saying that um. He's unbeatable. He couldn't. He needs a million dollars or something to yeah. do it. Yeah. He was just like there was nobody that he thinks could beat him. And then when Jeezy challenged him, unfortunately, do you guys would you have wanted to see that a Gucci versus Jeezy? Versus? No, I think Ti versus Jeezy is perfect. You think it's like, perfect? You're looking forward so to that? Much. Like, like 
Chef's kiss perfect. Like, I'm so excited for it. Okay, so uh, who do you think is going to win? And it's going down November 19th, so I guess that's coming up just now. Yep. You think it's going to break records? Uh, I don't know. I've been having trouble going back and forth with who's going to win. I don't know, man. It's going to be close, in my opinion. What do you think, Solitaire? Razor thin margins on this one. They're pretty evenly matched. I definitely would have to agree with you. I, 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 for a split second, I was like, I might have to give it to Ti because Ti has a longer yeah, I career. Keep, I keep that's what I keep leaning towards. Ti just saying like it just feels like he's just got more hits than Jeezy. I actually keep leaning a little bit more towards Jeezy. Really? Because yeah. Jeezy, like, because Ti was on again, off again, because he went to jail and he came back and then he went to jail again and then he came back. That kind of messed with the flow of his career. Uh, Jeezy has managed to kind of have his, you know, he, it's, he has an interesting career in the sense that he's mainstream, but he's not mainstream. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he's, all of his hits pretty much are for the hood. Right. <laughs> pretty much, but he's got bangers. And right. I think him and T.I., definitely can go head to head on the, on those hood classic records so i'm actually yeah i'm actually pretty hyped to hear that you're you're right Nina. I'll, I'll give you credit for that they're, they're pretty evenly matched do you think gucci would beat jeezy gucci uh, main i think no would be gucci. gucci main wouldn't beat either of them <laughs> yeah. who do you think would okay even though i know nina you're not familiar with their uh music catalog so to speak but i'll ask solitaire this as well but just pick randomly if you want to okay. between a tribe called quest and outcast who do you have nina um i'll say outcast because i actually listen to them oh. i don't listen to tribe called quest wow okay that's good yeah. um i was do, in like great three nina, when hit do yourself though. a favor nina <laughs> listen to a little tribe called quest just a little just right, a little like. I, you know what i would have to say knowing nina's vibe i don't think she would i think that she would appreciate it sonically as far they're as my like favorite hip-hop group nina but i don't i don't think she would because they're not the thing is they're classic hip-hop boom bap sampling no, lyricism and, 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 and that's what i was gonna say nina's not nina's a turn-up person yeah. not that turn-up is not hip-hop turn-up is hip-hop but it's not they're it's not, not like tribe chill. called quest yeah, all, i don't like chill i know this reference might go over your head nina but they're almost like the beatles of hip-hop to me I never listened to the Beatles. Yeah, I don't expect you to, Nina, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that the, a tribe called Quest is almost like the Beatles of hip hop to me. Do you, Solitaire, you know where I'm going with that. Oh no, I absolutely, absolutely. Can we just pause for a second and and just and just take stock of the time that we're in where somebody would say with their chest voice, uh, I don't listen to the Beatles. <laughs> I don't listen to the Beatles. Imagine that. Imagine somebody yeah, saying that 20 years ago. 20 years? They're the greatest rock band of all time. You know that, Nina, right? Uh, I like other kinds of rock. <laughs> okay. And that's why music is beautiful. But yes, no, Reddy, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that um, as far as who I would pick between Outkast out. This is nostalgia, and this is out of absolute reverence and respect for for Big Boy, and of course Andre Three Thousand, and the impeccable, uh, you know, uh, couture level hip hop that they've been producing throughout their career. But as an East Coast kid growing up, listening to you know East Coast radio, 
Tribe Called Quest all day. Yeah, I'm way more familiar with Tribe Called Quest's Me entire too. catalog. Of course, yeah. I'm familiar with Outcast catalog too. Not but the way I, I am with, yeah. Yeah, I grew up on, on Tribe Called Quest. So. Yeah, they're my favorite hip-hop group of all time. And just real quick, Nina, before we get into the last topic for music, for mm-hmm. verses, someone kind of put it out there. They want to see a Drake versus Kanye versus... <laughs> And I just wanted to ask you guys if you think that would be a good matchup and who do you think would win it? Um, it's never going to happen because the whole rumor is that Drake, Kim cheated on Kanye with Drake and that's why Kanye is mad at him. And oh. that's who Kiki is in Kiki, Do You Love Me? Because in the Kardashians, they always call Kim Kiki. I did not so know that. It's never going to happen. And honestly, oh man, I don't know. That would be like razor thin close too. It would definitely break records online. But um, yeah. That would I- be- yeah. I, I give it to Drake. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Drake is, he has, he already has the most number, actually not, not necessarily the most number ones. Cause actually he only, his first number one was, um, wasn't it one dance? I have or, no idea, um, but he's he certainly made or it. It might've been a hotline bling. Whatever, or was the hotline first, bling? whatever the first one was, he certainly caught up. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, the thing about it is, if it was just their own records head to head, I think Kanye, I think it's tight. Mm-hmm. But it, the Drake with the features, his features are wow. That's that's where he would. I think that's where he has a little bit of a of um, an advantage over Kanye, and that's with complete and utter like reverence for Kanye's impeccable catalog of mm-hmm. music no shade no disrespect of course kanye is one of the goats but drake is just like i think kanye became a mainstream he, he i would say i'll give him credit for bringing like oh can i just core- can i amend my thing just real quick just to say <laughs> that um i like kanye's music way more than i like drake's music i just want to make put yeah, this I- out there like i love drake uh kanye's first three albums are just classics to me but Yep. I'm just looking at the numbers in terms of the stats for the hits. I just feel like yeah. Drake has an edge on Kanye at this point. That's all. No, yeah, no, for I, the stats, but for the sound, I don't know, man. I think I would lean more towards Kanye if I was going off actual sound and preference versus stats. Because Drake is making it number one, but like he he hits all markets. You know what I mean? He's hitting every single market. Kanye is not necessarily hitting the the super pop market. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he's really hit a super pop market the way Drake has. So who do you fall but, down on though, uh Solitaire, Kanye or Drake? Uh you know, being a hometown aficionado and slightly biased, I would give it to Drake. Um but like he, you know, what I was what I was actually just about to say about Kanye is Kanye really in a lot of ways, you know, obviously this, you know, Eminem and 50 Cent and all the and all those kind of superstars who mm-hmm. obviously attain millions of records and ultimate success. But the the real authentic like sample soul samples, drum loops, like the real 90s hip hop, Kanye in a huge way is responsible for, for bringing that sound yeah. to the mainstream in a significant way. Um, and Drake has kind of like, in a lot of ways, Drake is Kanye's son. And I don't mean that to say, like, I don't mean that disrespectfully, like but standing you know, on his shoulders. He, yeah, you know, he's yeah. standing on Kanye's shoulders in terms of groundbreaking uh, 
for creating a sound for this generation. So Drake owes Kanye that, but Drake grabbed that baton and went and <laughs> ran with it. Usain bolted <laughs> it. it. Yeah, Usain yeah. bolted that boy. Mm-hmm. He anchored it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So just we have a couple minutes left, so we'll get into this last story quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But Spotify has bought this podcast hosting company Megaphone for two hundred and thirty-five million dollars, mm. um, which will bring new tools to advertisers and podcast makers. Um, so the deal lets Megaphone host hosted podcasts like ESPN, Slate, The Wall Street Journal to have access to Spotify streaming ad insertion technology, which switches traditional podcast ads for real time selections targeted at the listener based on their data. Um, Spotify says in the third quarter of 2020, they've had 320 million monthly listeners with only 22% of that engaging with podcasts on the platform. Um, But the, so the purchase comes after their other major purchase back in 2019 of Gimlet and Anchor for 340 million. But the company's big spending on podcast hosts like Joe Rogan, who apparently got a hundred million dollars for a multi-year deal, has attracted criticism from artists who are still fighting for fair compensation from the company. Mm. These artists launched a Justice at Spotify campaign, and just last week, Spotify announced that they're going to start testing out a new feature called Discovery Mode, which will boost songs on certain algorithmic playlists in exchange for a lower promotional royalty rate. What do you think about this move? Good, bad, won't make much of a difference. Not to me, it won't. I mean, it, it'll make it make a huge difference to them. Obviously, this is a, a strategy designed to bring them more revenue in yeah. some way, shape, or form. So um, I don't like, I've never liked the idea of targeted ads. I always do my best to throw <laughs> off. You're these, so anti-ad. These analytics, these analytic gatherers to, so they don't really know what I actually want. So they could sell it and put it directly into my brain through advertisements. But, um, I'm sure it's a good move for them. Uh, to me, it won't make a difference. Yeah. Me neither. I don't even use Spotify. Oh man. Those, I'm not going to lie. Those targeted ads, they, they get me on Instagram. Oh, the amount of stuff I've bought off of them. <laughs> Wow, you'd be shocked. Um, and just last question um, before we uh, head out of here. Taking into account the amount of monthly listeners in the third quarter who use Spotify to listen to podcasts, how do you feel about the compensation they're giving to podcast hosts versus artists? Hey, listen, man, you, you, you get paid what you weigh. Yeah. What do you bring? It's, it's you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. And it's a hard pill to swallow when you put so when it takes so much time to put these things together you know you're kind of valuing your work but you know if you spend 2100 2100 hours putting this together and eight people listen <laughs> you know it's kind of hard to say well i should be getting paid 2100 hours worth of you know what i mean it's 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 a tough it's a tough one. It, this yeah, that's the, that's just the nature of the industry. You can't be upset about that because Joe Rogan has put in so much time. He created he made himself the most popular podcaster on the planet. So obviously that deal is going to show that for the work that he's put in. Yes, I understand why artists would be upset about it because you know they're always looking for ways to increase their compensation because it's always been like you know pennies like mm-hmm. pittance basically and what they get for these streaming platforms, but. Again, when it's someone like Joe Rogan, you guys, if Dave Chappelle decided he wanted to do a podcast, do you not think Spotify would offer him quite a bit of money? $1 billion. And that's what it is. It's exactly what you're saying, Solitaire. It's based on the person who's hot and who's not at the moment. So 
again, using Dave Chappelle as an example, if he decided to say, yeah, I'm going to start a podcast. Who wants to have the exclusive rights to my podcast? There'd be like a bidding war like you'd never seen before, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's just that it's based on the person, unfortunately. All right. Well, that is it for this week's music news. I appreciate (laughs) you. you, Thanks. Thanks for uh, navigating us through all of that uh, kerfuffle there. Uh, T.I., Good luck, bro. <laughs> made a made an error in judgment on that comment, but um, we got. It always pay seems some... like he's making errors in judgment. Y- yeah, he kind of it's a kind of yeah. reoccurring theme for him, right? Every five years, grown. every five years or so, he does something. It seems like he's growing. He's learned, you know, five steps forward, two step back. You know, it happens that way. Are you a Ti but, fan? Um, listen, me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love Ti. Yeah, me too. I love Ti. I do love yeah, him, even though he keeps doing weird things every now and then but i mean he makes mistakes he makes mistakes and it, you know it's attributable to you know a lot of a lot of his experiences growing up and you know it is what mm-hmm. it is uh, but i think at the at, at his core he's genuine and he means well and uh yeah i'm a and, ti fan i know we got to wrap but i just mean are you a ti fan yeah i yeah. love ti okay yeah me too real, i do i love him real dude yeah man all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for our music news discussion. Uh, for those of you who are tuned in to us right here on Vibe 105, please stay tuned. Those of you listening to the podcast, stay with us. Yeah, man, I, 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 I love T.I., man. I think I that um, I actually had an opportunity too. to meet him, too, like back in the day. Oh, how, what was the circumstances? How did it go? Did you actually get a chance to actually politic with okay. him a little at all, or was it just literally just two ships passing? <laughs> I'll give you a... I'll give you a I'll give you a crazy backstory. Um, I did. It was a brief interaction, but this was when I was living in New York, partnered with uh, Cipher Sounds, actually, and um, it was a launch event for something. I, I can't even I can't remember specifically what it was, but I remember that Justin Timberlake was hosting, and um, it was on like the like the the like the seventieth floor downtown Manhattan. And T.I. was there in attendance. It was like some kind of music announcement or whatever. And I was there with Saif and Angela Yee. Hmm. And I was, you know, just because obviously I was just, I was there, um, you know, just as an observer. And I assisted by holding the microphone during the interview. (laughs) So, um yeah so but he was he was mad cool like you know it's always it's always cool to see how these artists interact with you when they they don't know anything about who you are or whatever you know you could they might just think you're the camera person but you could see the ones who are like oh you're there you are here to serve people around you here could you go get me a here's a dollar go buy me a soda right or whereas what how he was he's like yo every every person's a person and he greeted me like didn't look at me funny because I was holding a microphone or whatever. Because sometimes celebrities are funny style, like in that way. Yeah. Like they, they really, they really are classist in the sense that they, they, they judge you based on what position you're playing in their, in their, you know, in their, in their mm-hmm. atmosphere. Yeah. But he's mad cool. Nice. Was it, was that as a that was those were his early days then, right? As Rubber Band Man days, right? Before Rubber Band Man, this oh. is um. This is uh this bad man you get shot. Bad man not take back shot. No day. Then uh, the with Beanie Man, you don't remember that song? I don't. What? You don't guys don't know that one? No. The hook was fire, it. produced by the Neptunes. This is like his first, I think it's I'm serious, his first album. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, oh back in them times. It was either that it was like it was probably maybe not 
it was after the release of this first album, probably like going on to his second album. So he was still coming up and it was like, you know, obviously coming to New York was about coming to the Mecca of hip hop and trying to, you know, perform and perform in New York and get crowds to, to support him up, up there. But yeah, it was early in the game. But yeah, you should probably stay at a, you should probably not talk about people getting shot. Yeah. That's probably <laughs> Especially when it's fresh. Uh, yeah. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. We actually, uh, you know, they are, I don't know if you guys heard about the tragic shooting that happened. Um, last Saturday. Think, was it last Saturday? And a 12 year old kid passed away? It was on away? Halloween. I think it was on Halloween. Oh, this one no, on no, no, no. This is like a few days ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And was, like five people got hit and a 12 year old boy. 12 year old kid yeah, succumbed to his injuries yeah. today. Yeah. And the, one of the guys they arrested was Smoke Dog's brother, who was the yeah. Toronto rapper who got killed. Mm. yeah man this is that, that shit is this shit goes very it's like yeah. even just like discussing it on a on a you know on a surface level like that that shit goes deep so i can only imagine what the the pain that's being that's being um you know experienced down there so yeah don't talk yeah, don't talk about it man this is bad timing bad yeah. timing yeah okay well on that note what do you say you want to finish this up Last, yes. The home stretch. Yes. Home stretch. Uh, start whenever you want to. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are back. You're back. You made it back. Congratulations. Glad you could join us. You're tuned into hashtag right here on Vibe 105. Yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Ready Fox, No Better Nina. It's our fourth anniversary, years, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Four years. What are you doing? Four, four years. Yeah. Happy four fourth. years. What do you Happy think I was doing, Nina? I don't know. I was like, why is Reddy holding up a four? What's going on? Because. I forgot it was our birthday. Celebrate. Yep. Celebrate good times. <laughs> Come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, well, you have four years of bringing y'all, of bringing y'all hot takes from yours truly, Solitaire, DJ Reddy Fox, no better Nina. Nina's only been here for three. Three years. <laughs> no shade. Because you have been, you know, you've helped us to elevate. You are officially part of our journey. Uh, you know, you are yep. holding it down with us here for for three years now. Um, we're, you've been an asset. We're grateful grateful to have you. But yeah, it's been four years since we launched on this crazy journey, and um, looking forward to forty more. Yeah, and thanks again for everybody that tunes in and listens to the show. Shout out to our fans. Yeah, on a weekly basis, there's some people that say like going to work on a saturday morning they would tune into the show they'd be yeah, like craig what happened to craig there's a few people that have said that to me that um you know because of their schedule they were always in the car when the yeah. show was on the radio so they would tune in on a weekly basis and we get i get compliments every now and then from people so thank you so much to everybody that tunes yeah. into the show we really appreciate I it miss we truly craig. Do. actually miss I craig yeah, I, know, I miss what taking up, phone calls. Yeah, I miss taking yeah, phone every calls. Every time I used people. to pick up the phone, I'm like, hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, the 401. And I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Craig. You know he still tunes in because we're right. still on Saturday morning. So you know he tunes in. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Hashlights, our weekly spotlight on Black-owned businesses and outstanding members of the Black community. Make sure you hit us up on our Instagram or Twitter or wherever you are able to contact either myself or DJ Ready Fox or No Better Nina and let us know if you have any suggestions of people who deserve to be highlighted. We're making a list. We're checking it twice. And we're going to find out who's black or not. 
<laughs> but yes, this week, ladies and uh, gentlemen, we're going to shine our hashlights on a website by the name of buyblacks.com. Ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. round of applause. Buy Blacks is the People's Choice Awards winner. It is a founded, it was founded by Roger and Camille Douglas. Uh, Camille Douglas gave a great quotable uh, during an interview that she did with uh, Brandon Gomez from um, City TV, <laughs> the, uh, the infamous, uh, the famous weatherman who uh, throws in things like Duppy and all kinds of euphemisms <laughs> into yeah, his I talks. Love, I love that he does that. Obviously Brandon, yeah, shouts purpose, out to yeah. Brandon Gomez. We, we should see about trying to get him as a guest on our show. But um, he was interviewing them and um, Camille gave this great soundbite where she said, buyblacks.com is where black excellence is not the exception, it's the rule. Mm, Love nice. that. Buy Blacks is ranked the number one Canadian online magazine. They won three national ethnic press awards, all, as well as recognition from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It was founded in 2013 with over 100 writers contributing on topics ranging from Black Canadian op- entrepreneurs, artists, businesses, talking about race relations, talking about Black Canadian history. So crucial that we, you know, I don't think us as Black Canadians know enough about our history here in Canada. Obviously, living so close to the States, we are always referring to slavery in an American context, but there's mm-hmm. such a rich Black Canadian history that we have yet to really truly dive in about spirituality, fitness, parenting. It's a great all round website to help you live a better life. They also have a black business directory uh, where you can find a comprehensive list of Canadian black businesses, black focused events within the community, um, nonprofits, restaurants, all the like. So if you are trying to, you should spell it. Oh, buy blacks, B Y, mm-hmm. not buy, like not B U Y. <laughs> buy is in this website is buy blacks. Right. Get it? Okay. Buy B Y blacks, B L A C K S dot com. Yeah. Because I, I think uh, some part, some people hear that and B U Y might be in their mind. And I think, I think it was intended to be kind of a double entendre, but the spelling is definitely crucial. Mm. And that's one thing that's strange about the English language, right? Is that it's so easy. Uh-huh. It, what, is that a homonym that sounds the same, but oh. means different? I oh my know. gosh. I haven't heard that word in so long. I, English was my, English was my best subject in school. A lot of that stuff stuck me too. with me. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so that was our, that's our hash light shout out for today by blacks.com. Yeah. Clap again for them. Yay. Nice. Clap for him. Clap for him. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's have some fun. Let's have some real fun. Fun. Fun, 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 fun. It's time for No Better Take with No Better Nina. It's not? What time is it? It's time for hashtags. Oh, sports. Sure. I forgot. I forgot. Are there sports happening? I thought we, I thought we, I thought we ended sports. There are no sports really per se, but there is a sport that's going on that we choose not to talk about, but we oh. are going to talk about them right now for a little bit because okay. the weekend will be performing at the Super Bowl this year. Ooh. What do you guys think about this? Now, again, my personal preference is that nobody has anything to do with the NFL, but I can't not see this as a good look for the weekend and I'm happy for him again. Him being Canadian, coming from Toronto as well. So for your career, performing at the Super Bowl is never a bad look unless you don't perform well. 
<laughs> at the Super Bowl, which then it's not a good look per se, but he will be performing at the Super Bowl, uh, which will be taking place in Tampa, Florida, February 7th. 2021 so what do you guys it's like think COVID just doesn't exist it's just <laughs> florida it just doesn't care they just don't oh i think i think okay my question is the weekend's a great artist and all but my thing is like see how like i don't know about now because i'm not paying really attention to football i never really did but like did artists ever like were artists declining performing for the nfl because now this makes me question a like you a few did so, so like, are they just picking? Was the weekend actually their number one choice, or was he their backup to the number one because number one said no, or is he backup to number two? I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not disrespecting, but I'm just, I'm just curious. I was. That's, that's the thing. We is he not? Do you not feel he's established himself enough as an A-list artist to warrant this? You know. Honestly, um, yeah, but I think I'm just biased because I'm mad that he went all Starboy pop on us. I really oh. like. And it, it just makes me upset. That's all. You want him to keep singing about the stuff he was singing about before? Yes, Nina? Abel, I want you to come back. Oh. Solitaire, you want to save us from this? So what you, <laughs> see, you, you want him to, to go through all the torture and anguish that, that was the foundation for this dark music, for yeah, your man. entertainment. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Gomez freaking up with him. Like, yeah. That's like everybody who wishes for Mary. You know, Mary just yeah. needs to be heartbroken I again used, so I she can be. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible. Listen, hey, man, you know where my heart lies. And I was saying this even when we were in the thick of the Take a Knee protest. Shouts out to the to the godfather of the Take a Knee protest, uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick. You already know. He's team still Cap not playing for a team right now, by the way. Team cap all day until uh, until he's playing. There's no NFL doesn't exist to me. That's just my personal protest. Mm-hmm. I don't judge anybody at this point. If you if you do watch football, if you're over it and you think yeah, it's, it's time to, to move you. on, that's fine. I, I no judgment. You know, you're you're entitled personal to that. Choice. I think I think the point has been made. But for me, it's it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm, I don't really watch sports all that much on TV to begin with, so it's easy for me to make that choice. But that being said, even in the thick of those protests. I would have never turned a side eye to an artist performing at the Super Bowl. That is literally the biggest stage for any performer who has a career in music. And I would, it's a hard decision to say, you know, based on this protest, I think, I think there's ways to, to show solidarity with the protests, but still being able to take advantage of that stage. And He's home. He's homegrown. I mean, what's not to love, man? Of course, I'm happy about that. Shouts out to the weekend. Congratulations. I'm happy for him. Oh, there you go. And uh, moving on for sports. Also, uh, the Raptors are fighting to be able to play their home games with the start of the new season, which has been announced December 22nd. You guys, we will be getting a new NBA season coming up before uh, the new year kicks no. off. Wow. Why is this a bad thing, Nina? I lose time with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Always focused on the important right. thing that I see there, Nina. Nice. So <laughs> when so you saw this news, did that, was that really the first thing that you thought was I why was so joking. soon? Okay. I was just trying to see if anyone else could relate. But Okay, well, it's going to be – I was surprised, actually, because the season just ended just a little while ago. Again, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James for winning the championship. But this is going to be the shortest – off season for an NBA champion in the history of the NBA by a country mile easily. And same thing for the mm-hmm. Miami Heat, unfortunately, for them as well, being the last two teams playing in the NBA. 
Um, so mm. since it's starting on December 22nd, when will it um, go to? Like how long well, it's going to be a 72-game season, so they're trying to get it done before the start of the Olympics, which are supposed to be happening in the summer in Japan. So they're hoping that by the time there's hopefully a vaccine around the time for the Olympics to be able to happen as well. But the NBA season will be a shortened season, trying to end before the uh, start of the Olympics. So what do you guys think? Should the Raptors be playing their home games in Toronto? They're looking at possibly playing in Tampa because... Think about it. The U.S. is still dealing with the pandemic, not in a great way. The season will be starting. It won't be, hopefully, Biden coming into office until January, at least, before people can actually deal with the pandemic. So that's a lot of cross-border stuff, especially for the Raptors and the teams that they're playing against. Even though the NBA did prove that they were able to do some stuff and not have a lot of breakouts in their players. What what do you want to say, Nina? I have a, I have a good idea. Um, oh. And to Solitaire's advice, I want 5% to anybody who's listening to this that has the power to do it. I think that they should play their home games, okay? Then they should set up Jurassic Park, but have the tents and have it socially distanced Jurassic Park with the opening of the tent being where the TV screen is, the big TV screen, and then people inside at their tables is socially distanced and then the back of the tent's open because, you know, both sides have to be open. That's what I think should happen. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. Exactly. Not a bad idea. Expensive. I was going to say, you wouldn't be able to but, fit a lot of people in there that way. The way they. Yeah, but it would be so, like, it, it's it's like exclusive. Like, you, it's like trying to get tickets to the playoffs. It's so hard. So, you know, be more fun. Would you sell tickets to that, Nina? Would I sell tickets to that? Would you try to take money from the Raptors fans like that, Nina? What do you mean? I don't get it. Isn't Jurassic Park free usually for people to just go oh. there? Oh. And- yeah, but no, but you have to, you would have to sell them. Otherwise, everyone's going to show up and then it's not going to be socially distant. Uh-huh. You okay. would have to be ticketed. Nina's monetizing Jurassic Park people. Just <laughs> And just I want 5% from whoever has the power to do so it. So there you go. And but... I, want, I want 5% of that 5% because uh, I told her about asking for 5%. That's well... the whole 5%. <laughs> no, 5% of 5%. All right. It's a fraction. But listen, it's all about passive income. See, that's the key. Some people, people, whenever they ask me, whenever they say, why are you only asking for 10%? Because it's small enough that people be like, oh, 10%, sure. But you take 10% of a thousand great ideas, that's some passive income for you. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Masayu Jerry is trying to fight to have the Raptors still play their home games in Toronto. But um, yes. just being the logistics of trying to play other teams and just how that's going to be. Maybe only the Eastern teams will be playing each other. They're going to have to figure out a way to cut down as much on the travel as possible for the players. But if they don't play their games in Toronto, it's likely going to be in Tampa, Florida. Hmm. Of course, why else? What are they going to pick? Milwaukee? Of course, they're going to pick like somewhere warm and nice. Iowa. And on the Raptors note as well, there's two Raptors that we may lose this season in the offseason. Serge Ibaka and Ooh. Fred Van Vliet. Oh. So they're both free agents, and apparently the Lakers are very interested in Serge Ibaka, and Fred Van Vliet is one of the most sought-after free agents in the offseason this year. Even though it's a shortened offseason, it's only going to be oh. for a couple of weeks, maybe a month before the uh, NBA season kicks off, and Fred is looking to get paid, as he should be paid. So yeah. how do you guys feel yeah. about that? If you could only lose one of these guys, Serge Ibaka or Fred Van Vliet, who would you pick? Oh, I'll pick Serge. Freddie. 
You'd rather lose Freddy over Surge? No, no, no. I, I, I want to keep Freddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would rather oh, keep Oh, I said, okay. Miss, I got it. I'm missing new, Yeah. I make it sound like everybody. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Fred Van Bleed is going to be looking for a lot of money. um, And a lot of teams will be interested in him. And you know what? No hard feelings if he actually signs with another team. Because if you know his story, he went undrafted. He basically, literally, that's his whole mantra is bet on yourself. Because he's literally been doing that his whole career. Just betting on himself and just working and grinding and. He's been successful pretty much at every level of basketball he's played at. So I actually wouldn't be upset with him. Of course, I want him to stay with the Raptors, but I really wouldn't be upset with him if he wound up playing for another team just so that he can get that big paycheck. Prediction, I think he stays. I think Serge will stay, yeah. I think Fred was is more likely to actually leave. Don't put words in my mouth, Nina. I didn't say <laughs> Serge. I said, I said Freddie. Oh. I think Freddie's going to stay. I hope he stays. I hope they can work it out. But they, they want to be in um, the race for Giannis Antetokounmpo when he becomes a free agent next year. So they need to have some money on the docket to be able to afford to be able to go after Giannis. But I would love for them to be able to keep Fred. So we'll keep an eye on that and see. And that's it for Hashtag Sports. All right. Appreciate that, Ready Fox. Uh, no disrespect to Serge. No disrespect to either of them. You know, whatever they both decide, um, we would love to keep them both. But um, yes. if I had to pick Steady Freddy all day, Steady Freddy. And all right. Side note, real quick, I feel like Serge was underused in the playoffs. That's the only criticism I have of Nick Nurse is that I don't feel like he used uh, Serge Ibaka enough in the playoffs, especially against Boston. Mm. All right, duly noted. All right, now, ladies and gentlemen, now, now, it's time to unwind. It's time to let our hair down, or in my case, give my head a little shine. You know what I'm saying? It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for No Better Take with No Better Nina. What's on the docket today? Okay, so uh, so people are talking about what it's like to be friends with someone of the opposite sex. Um, it's great. So somebody tweeted, how do y'all feel about opposite sex friendships? Is it possible to still be friends after they have overstepped boundaries? If not, how hard was it to cut them off? Before we get into any of this, do you guys have any friends of the opposite sex? Like real friends, like like this is your homie, like who's a girl? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. We're adults, um, Nina. <laughs> oh, I do too. I my okay. my best friend, I literally tell people he's my brother because we um, well, we don't look alike. That's a lie. Would but that I be Apollo? People, no, 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 no. Oh. My friend Nick. Shout out to Nick. He does not listen to anything I put out, but that's all right. Disrespect, he's, Nick. He's no, but he's literally my brother. I've known him since the tenth grade, so ten mm. years. But mm. yeah, I think it's important to have um, like actual friends of the opposite sex. You can have platonic relationships. I think it's with important. I know, people, I know people who are incapable of that. Like still at my age, who are still like, did you guys have anyone at my age? Yeah. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I mean, sure as I, I think obviously the friendships at that age just just by virtue of you know the limitations of time served, it, it wasn't they weren't as as uh, in depth as they are at forty five, you know, versus twenty. But they were they were real friendships. Like you know, I think the difference is there was I guess among certain you know, friends within that friendship circle. Cause it was, you know, it was us, you know, my, me and my boys. And then like, we had various kind of like 
I guess you could say a counterpart girl crews that we would all mm-hmm. hang out with. And there right. was some, there was some dynamics between individuals mm-hmm. in that group, but as a collective hanging out is really what informed how I, you know, how my future relationships with women have, have been I wonder if that, having good girlfriends. Does that still happen today? I wonder like we're groups of um, guys who are friends and groups of girls who are friends. And then their friends they're like, that used to happen with us all the time when we were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know a couple groups like that. Okay. Uh, well, about to hear yeah, that still happens. Yeah, I know a couple groups like that, but but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's it's, it's nice. a lost it's a lost art. Yeah, it doesn't happen as often. I would say. I don't think like, so. Why Why would you say that it has? This, what is the all, obstacle to that? All everyone thinks about is hooking up with each other. As a, and there's I'm, people in the groups who, like, I know of a group, for example, where there's one girl in the group who just i eliminated myself from this group because i wasn't feeling it me and nick both eliminated ourselves from this group good for both of you (laughs) yeah because it was too slack it was slackness it was slack messy and this one girl in the group just went around to every single guy children show children show (laughs) yeah i was just like buddy like this is a friend group like what's going on here you know so it's just it didn't like but that's why i feel like those friend groups aren't as common because that's all people think about Hmm. blame tinder yeah um okay but so have you guys ever been in a predicament where the lines have been blurred between you and an opposite sex best friend maybe when you were younger obviously not now but when you guys were younger at any point no i don't think so not with a not with a not with somebody that i would like a like a close friend but Mm -hmm. uh, i think that um I would say that i've had relationships that were that started with a kind of a spark of the the you know physical attraction that we explored but then we connected on a deeper level and have become close friends because you know our interactions were based on something real in terms of how we connected but i have not had the reverse i haven't had like it start off as um friends a friendship as friends and then, and then kind guys, of deteriorate yeah yeah. What about you, Ready? No? Nope, nope. At least I can't remember any at the moment right now. Usually, if we're settling on friendship from the jump, it usually stays that way for me. It's always been, at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never had that issue. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so some of the responses. Um, one person said, so again, the, the, the question was, how do you feel about opposite sex friendships? Is it possible to still be friends after they have overstepped boundaries? Um, one person said, some of y'all make being friends with people of the opposite sex sound like rocket science. I promise you it's very doable. If they're overstepping clearly established boundaries, then they're not trying to be your friend. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Can, can we just speak on that real quick? That's that Whoever that person is, they're very wise. That makes perfect sense. It's probably yeah. somebody who is is well into their thirties minimum. Uh, yeah. Oh well, his his Twitter name indicates otherwise. Glacier boy. It's a reference to Quavo. I don't think people well in their thirties listen. Observation. So okay. So another person said it's doable to a point. If you're both real friends and attractive at some point, be it tomorrow or twenty years from now, you're going to smash. <laughs> Can you recover from that? Is the test of that friendship? I disagree with that. That's done. That's immature, man. I think there's a maturity level that is in that that plays a role in the direction of friendship. I mean, what is your 
there is a, you know, I think there's, I can't remember what comedian made a joke about what were you saying. No, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I can't remember. There's a comedian who made a joke about it, about there's certain people, both guys and girls who create this false pretense of, yeah, we're friends. But in their mind, yeah. it's always in the back. They're just waiting for their opportunity. And that's yeah. a maturity thing. Because mm-hmm. that's something that I could say that I've done. But because I, you know, it was never, I never tried to be deceptive about it. Once I realized, okay, there's really no genuine attraction here. Then we just became friends. But I, I, it was never because I right. overstepped a boundary right. and they're like, hey, I thought we were friends. That's kind of not like, a yeah. real friendship anyways, especially right? if, if you're thinking that way and you're just like saying, yeah, we're friends, you know, but you're kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudging to yourself. That's mm-hmm. a tainted relationship. And it's, yeah. it's just, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to grow it, it depends, as a relationship, dep- I don't think. It depends on how long, like what that time frame is between you meeting this person and then becoming your friend, right? Mm-hmm. It, it that also plays a part in it as well. But yeah, I mean, you could. I I listen. As far as I'm concerned, all of my female friends—they're all gorgeous, they're all amazing, and they're all my friends that I only think of them as friends. I can mm-hmm. compliment them on their physical and mental you know, whatever, like spiritual, and whatever. it's not creepy yeah, in any way. No, yeah. Man. And I, I think, I don't know about for guys what it's like, but I know for like myself and my own personal experience, like to this day, like people who knew me and Nick in high school are like, no way you guys are just friends. Like whatever, something you guys like each other or something. You guys happened. never like, crossed that boundary, right? Literally we would never right. like, yeah. w- like it's your brother. <laughs> Yeah, you would have to, like, in order to see, like, our relation, like, once you see the two of us together and see our right. relationship, you're like, wow, these guys are literally siblings. Like, yeah, it's funny. I was dating somebody back in the day, and it was my first experience of a woman saying to me, listen, I just want you to know, I, my best friend is a guy, and just so you know, like, if he were to come here and he didn't have a place to stay, he could sleep in the same bed as me, and I don't care what you say that's my boy and i was like excuse me sleep in the same bed <laughs> that's, that's, that's different. i was i was much younger and didn't really understand it, but i get it now right. i get it now uh, you know but what see, I mean? that's still a little with, weird though i yeah nick would nick would flat out be like if i offered that to me be like are you stupid i'm going to the couch like, right. no but i mean i think it was one of those things where she i think she, she was, was really trying to trying drive, the, drive point the point home yeah right? yeah she's like sure. this is my brother we're friends. We grew up together. I don't want you to get it misconstrued if you ever yeah. see me like hugging him. And because it is kind of yeah. like, you know, it is easy to mis- misperceive something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I still feel like it says a lot more about the person when you when you say or you don't believe that you cannot be friends with someone from the opposite sex. What does that say about what? How do you look yeah. at the opposite sex then? Like, how can you, yeah. do you not see them as a person that you can just have a friendship with like i don't get you that. Always see them as yeah exactly yeah. i agree um but yeah that's this week's edition of no better take shout out to our opposite sex best friends we appreciate you yeah hey well done nice sign out but yeah just yeah like you said just really like quickly that last point yeah it, it really says more about you and there is definitely that element of of guys and girls it goes both ways i'm not trying to say one or the other if mm-hmm. i had to say one side I, I think it's more so a, ma- a male trait where there's this idea of girls are conquests like yep. you know there there really is a 
you know, deeply instilled gender role kind of thing, double standard bros before, Mm -hmm. you know, garden tools, (laughs) that mentality that, that really like, you know, that's uh, that backwards mentality, that, that really detrimental thought process. So good topic, Nina. Thanks, Look at Nina. you showing some maturity and all that. That's, <laughs> that's our, that's our four year anniversary show. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it. Yes. We made it. Happy birthday. I edited a part of that. We, we know. made it. We know. We got it. We it. You know that song? Yes. Mm, Soldier no. Boy and Dream. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Nina. I know you did. I know Reddy was like, what? What are you doing? What is those sounds? Yeah, let's wrap the show up, man. All right. Yes. Don't forget, we're away next week. All right. So uh, somebody's birthday next week, and they have indicated to us uh, very sternly. That they will not work. That they will not work. Got that right. <laughs> on their birthday. I don't know who. I mean, I'm not going to out them, but uh, you will have to figure it out for yourself <laughs> who we're talking about. But uh, we won't be here next week. We will be back the following week. Just because we won't be recording live does not mean there won't be a show. There will be a show. It'll be a best of show. Some of our previous content, we've got four years of content worth (laughs) to dig through. So uh, obviously, um, make sure you still continue to stay tuned and support Vibe 105, the greatest station on the planet. That's it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Verdi Fox, Nobody Nina, yours truly solitaire. That is our show for today. Stay tuned next week and next next week mm-hmm. when we'll actually be back with a new show. All right? Y'all be easy. Take care. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? Rosé. I'm going to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out the elephant in the room. <laughs> what? I'm going to shout out Misha. I'm doing this oh. on the podcast right now, saying it here. She was a big part of the show. I'm not going to just... I actually wanted to do it on the radio time, but I'll do it in the podcast part. And I know she doesn't even listen to the show anyways, but Misha was a big part of this show and she contributed somewhat (laughs) to the show. So shouts to her for what she helped to contribute to what we are at this point in the show. So I'm doing that on the podcast. Thank you, Misha. Well done, Ready Fox. Yes. That was definitely an elephant and it just made everything much more awkward. Let's go. No, it didn't. (laughs) Let's go. Did it make things awkward? <laughs> Not for me. I, hey, listen, there's no awkwardness felt on my part. You're absolutely right. She was she was there from the beginning. And uh, now she's moved on to doing bigger and better things. So, you know, we wish her well on her journey. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's about. It's about growth. It's about maturity. Yeah, I wish her well. I truly do. I really do. And of again, course. it felt weird during the radio time to be saying like, oh, it's four years. It's been so good. And, and then when you said that, hey, Nina, you've been here for the first year. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of waiting for something that time. Like, uh, like this is just, we should have discussed beforehand what we were going to say. I thought about it, but that's why I didn't say anything on the radio part of the show, at least. But I figured for the last part, for the podcast time, even mm-hmm. though I know she's not listening to the podcast at all. Yeah, maybe she is. You never know. But again, thank you for your contribution for what you did for the first two and a half years, three years, I guess. Roughly three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or probably pretty... three. Yeah, almost almost three and a half. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Absolutely. Had to address it. Well, well done, Reddy Fox. You That's what makes you who you are, young man. Yeah. God bless you. Yes. Good job. It's only because... All right. Yeah, never mind. I'm trying to be a better person. I'm trying to be a better person. No, we are. Hey, listen, man. 
life happens. Life happens. Situations change. Seasons change. It doesn't mean that you have the to dwell on the past. The one thing in life that's always the same is that everything changes. Look at that. Change is constant. Nina, look at that. You see, all our old guys are rubbing off on you, you know. <laughs> no, it's actually learned it in meditation. Oh. Ready, Fox? That yeah, fine. You guys are rubbing off on me. Fine. There you go. That's what I'm saying. And listen, you losers out there who are like, oh, rubbing off on her, (laughs) influencing her. You, you losers, influencing. Do I, do I really have to say pause or? Listen, it's a creep time, And, and no matter what. No matter what you say to correct it, somebody's gonna be like, "Whatever, <laughs> Nina. <laughs> Nina, okay. you might as well set the set the record straight right now, Nina. Have we ever said anything creepy to you in ever no, in the years? You guys don't even like my scantily clad pictures on Instagram, which is good. <laughs> I mean, it's I hard like not to see them. I, I have my clothes on. <laughs> it's hard not to see them. I mean, we follow you. I mean, I see it, but I mean. Women are women are great. I, yeah. I love so, looking at women. Oh, so that's a that's a plus on us because we didn't like any of those photos. Okay. Yeah, in my opinion. So you I thought we would have been creeps if we did? No, not creeps. Only because I've had uh, creepy instances with other older folks. Um, hmm. Yeah, it just didn't go out well. And then I aired it hmm. out, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm not going to follow you anymore." I was like, "Fine, don't." Like, like, <laughs> don't sit in an elevator talking to me about. Like trying to talk about what I was wearing in my picture, like it was just, it was just weird. It was like the stuff that was said was just weird and mm. uncomfortable. Okay. And the thing about it is, I, I'm pretty sure, like I, I know for a fact, I can say with 100 percent certainty, there might have been like some vacay pictures where you're wearing a bikini or something like that. But I mean, yeah, you're wearing a bikini because you're at the beach. Yeah, exactly. And you work, you work out. I mean, listen, women are great, but it doesn't mean that you're entitled to treat them like objects. objects. <gasps> Scorpio. Scorpio season, man. <laughs> Ready's like, what he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. It's all right. It's all right. Don't worry about it. But yeah, you guys are not creeps. You guys are my brothers. Actually, if you saw my birthday wish to you on Instagram, Solitaire, I don't know if you saw it in time, but I said happy birthday to my co-host slash the guy whose age could make him my dad. <laughs> <laughs> where, did you, where did you post that? I, 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 it's probably deleted I, now. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I mean, shouts out to Cardi. We're we're extending this, obviously, a little bit, but we'll wrap up really quickly. I wanted to, I probably should have said this during the show, but, you know, Cardi gave me a really great shout out uh, post on Instagram as well. But again, it's a weird thing. And it sucks because sometimes people look at you. And I know because I look at people when they, when they exhibit behaviors that I think don't make sense to me, I kind of say you're weird for that. But honestly, the public acknowledgement of my birthday makes me nervous. Not, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it goes to like anxiety, like that level, but it makes me like, kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it feels like you owe people, like you're living for people. I don't know. It's a weird thing. So I, I, I abstain from celebrating publicly my birthday. I just like, I like that the people who know it's my birthday, they reach out to me in private directly i love that all right so, well I, i'm the opposite everyone uh so you know what to do on the 19th 19th i love uh, birthdays to me are the most important thing i love celebrating my friends my family myself so yeah you see that that's 25 versus 45 <laughs> 
<laughs> but I feel like you'll be the same way at 45 too. And don't get it twisted. I love to, if it wasn't coronavirus, I, I would be celebrating, but I'd be celebrating with my friends and family, probably at the Blackwoods's or probably somewhere where it's only friend, friends and family. So. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we I think we could wrap up and let you guys go. Appreciate y'all uh, for staying with us this entire time. Ready, Fox, Nina, you you guys got anything coming up? Any announcements you want to make? Let the people know. Um, Rapid season two. Uh, just dropped an interview with LB Spiffy last week. This week is with Eleven Eleven. Got a few more coming up before the season wraps up. So check that out on Vibes YouTube channel did, at Vibe One Hundred Five. Did YouTube. you do that on purpose? Have Eleven Eleven on the Remembrance Day weekend. That was actually the day that his project dropped because oh. he's 11 So it kind of all mm. worked out like that. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So technically nice. he did it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> nice. Ready Fox? No. No. Yes, you do. And I'm going to announce it too. Cause ready Fox ready actually just, he, I know he, I sorry, ready, but I, I have to, you know, I have to shine light on my brother. Like the, your recent podcast with the uh, attorney and friend of the show and friend of ours, oh. Zamani Thomas, talking about the elections was very, very insightful. As you know, as your all your all your episodes are, but I particularly enjoyed that one that recently dropped, um, talking about the election and and the voting and okay. the state of the American consciousness. So definitely check that out. Thank you, the Ready Fox Show. Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, all right. All right y'all. Y'all have a good night, and we'll talk at y'all in a couple of weeks. Yes. All right, after Nina's birthday, which is going to be a national holiday, November the 19th. All right, y'all, be safe.